Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious bears. Superstitious bears. How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, a man's a Garcia. (laughs) Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. And to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And momentarily on Facebook Live and YouTube, where you can be a part of today's show as we are with you for the next three hours here. Talking ECU athletics and more on Pirate Radio Live, gearing up and counting down the days until ECU and Michigan face off. And uh, still a lot of time between now and then, but when you think about it, there's really not. And we're previewing the ECU football season each and every day here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll continue that today as our ECU opponent previews roll on with Pete Medhurst. He's the play-by-play voice of the Navy Midshipmen, does radio up in the Nova area uh, in Washington Nationals, uh, covers some commanders and more. So a lot to talk about with Pete Medhurst. New coach, will Navy look any different? Will there be any major differences between what we saw under Ken Niamatololo for all those years and the new coaching staff? We'll discuss that and more with Pete Medhurst coming up in about 25 minutes or so right here on Pirate Radio Live. In the 4 o'clock hour, we'll check in with Double B, Brian Bailey. Uh, He was out uh, last week, so uh, he is back from vacation and ready to get into uh, some football. Touchdown Friday, not too long from premiering on the airwaves once again for another year and the return of the brian bailey show coming back to pirate radio so a lot to discuss with bb coming up in hour number two also uh, our question of the day and i asked it on uh, social media on twitter this weekend um who will score the first touchdown of the season for east carolina and we'll we'll dive into that i've got the uh the results of that uh since 2010 the player that scored the first touchdown for ecu of the season got that for you we'll do that later on in today's show but we'll discuss that quite a bit today so if you want to get in your uh your suggestion your guess on who will score the first touchdown for ecu this year you can do that and i'll read uh we got a lot of responses uh, we'll read those on the air coming up later on on today's show as well got shirley rhodes the big dog glenn griffin intern connor chan man is around here somewhere and ellerby is joining me to kick off today's program hello jonathan hello clipper good to be back on the program don't forget to wish brian bailey happy belated birthday had one over the weekend okay thank you for reminding me of that yeah i know you was at the tip of your tongue <laughs> it was yeah. uh so i wish bb a happy birthday when he joins us coming up later on uh today's program but ellerby a lot going on getting geared up for the pirate radio football kickoff party which will be coming up thursday august the 31st at the state theater we talked to ken knox from chairman of the board last week on the show chairman of the board will be performing at the pirate radio football kickoff party we are fired up about 
about that. All the proceeds uh, going to the Jeff Charles Scholarship Fund. Tickets available for just 10 bucks at PR927FM.com. So secure your ticket to party with the Pirates and to hear some great live music at the State Theater coming up Thursday, August 31st. Yeah, we uh, had an exciting show last week uh, talking to Ken. Uh, well documented, uh, well before Ken came on the program. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. So uh, look forward to having the chairman of the board uh, on Thursday, the 31st. Uh, tickets are already for sale and uh, people have been uh, scooping them up. So uh, just go to PR927FM.com. Get yours today. And uh, just really excited, uh, unfortunately, having to do this, but uh, being able to honor the voice uh, who's yeah. no longer with us. Uh, but uh, all the proceeds for that party will uh, go to uh, the new scholarship that's being started by the ECU at Advancement Office and the ECU School of Communication. So uh, really proud of uh, to be able to donate the funds from the ticket sales to that scholarship. Also, uh, there's a raffle you've probably heard about that UBE is hosting on uh, August the 15th. You can buy uh, 50-50 raffle tickets. A lot of people have asked me, what does 50-50 mean? It means uh, if you buy a $100 ticket, then uh, you are entered for a chance to win 50% of the pot. So uh, we're selling 200 tickets, which means we'll raise $20,000 and we're going to give $10,000 away. We're going to pick out two $5,000 winners. So uh, those tickets are uh, selling fast as well. So appreciate everybody that's participated in that. If you have not done that, please uh, jump on board and uh, get your tickets for the uh, 50-50 raffle. You can come to a nice reception at uh, UBE on August the 15th and then uh, mark your calendars for couple weeks later and come see us at the State Theater. So just a lot of stuff. And then, oh, by the way, East Carolina is going to be going to the big house on September 2nd. And uh, Clip, it's uh, getting here sooner than later. A trip to the big house and the Pirates big underdogs in that game. And I'll check right now, LRB, to see if we've got any uh, movement or anything like that with uh, the line of the game. But East Carolina, what, 36 and a half, I think, last time we saw it as far as an underdog goes. And we'll get an update on that. And Michigan has traditionally dominated these non-conference opponents at home early in the season it happened uh in all their games last year and right now they are 35 and a half point favorites with a total sitting at 52 and a half so now we can do some numbers that we have a total LRB. and uh while i work the sports math in my brain i'll let you discuss the 35 and a half number what do you think about it 35 and a half it was at 36 and a half so or 36 was it 36 36 and a half so it's down a point so uh, i'll take that as uh, some <laughs> positive news 52 is the interesting number in this clip rock 52 is a very interesting number does that mean that they're not expecting East Carolina to score any points against the Wolverines? No. Or, so let's see. 52, let's say it's 45 to 10. That would be 45. 42 to 13 equals 52. Is that 45, 13? No, 42. Oh, yeah. Four, well, 42, 10, 39, 13. See, I got to work this math in my head. 39, 32. 42, uh, 39. To, ten, 42 to 10 is 52. Okay, we got to get to 42 to 10, but then we've got to get to that 35 spread as well, which is why I, my numbers are, are kind of off here. If ECU set, scores seven, Michigan scores 45, close to that. So around that, will ECU hit double digits, I think is the question. 
that, that Vegas is is kind of throwing out there. It kind of gets to your question: Who scores East Carolina's first <laughs> touchdown, and what and what quarter will that be? Right. Yeah. At so, what point in the big house will the Pirates get to the end zone? ECU has scored the first touchdown of the season the last three years in, in against their opponent, but ECU has not won a Week One game, Ellerby, since 2016. That is a long stretch of Week One losses. Mike Houston has never won a Week One game as head coach of the East Carolina Pirates. Yeah, that last opening win was Motown. It was uh, against a Western much lesser opponent. Uh, Moe's first game against the Catamounts. That's the last time East Carolina started the season 1-0. and So they have gotten behind the eight ball every year since 2017. Uh, but have scored first in those games the last three years uh, against UCF, against uh, App State, and then last year against NC State. What if Clip Brock, 365 days from now, is saying the Pirates are 1-0 and in opening games? since last year that would be would that be um, incredible phenomenal and i i just cannot you don't see yourself telling that telling that story fathom uh myself saying that unfortunately will you be speechless in the fifth quarter if the if if it's if 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 the big house gets painted purple it would be the best fifth quarter of all time because it would be the greatest ecu football victory of all time the biggest ecu football upset of all time and uh i cannot prepare for what that would be like because it is difficult to fathom it so you're not even preparing for that scenario right now like not even like two percent a clip rock is like preparing to be welcome into the u.s cellular i mean honestly i prepare uh, everything to a t on the pregame show Mm -hmm. i don't prepare anything for the fifth quarter because it's all on the fly i know but emotionally you have to get prepared a little bit of hey look as you're watching the game, as the four quarters are, are that's true. Like I am prepared for ECU to go into Michigan and lose. Okay, I am. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, I think the Pirates are not going to win. I, I would not. I, I'm torn whether I would bet against them right now. Brian Meador uh, on Thursday, and yeah, he's uh, he's a company man. He's ECU, but he's a very tell it like it is person really seems to think this team is going to go in and look like they belong and maybe they will but what does that even mean on the scoreboard at the end of the day is that a 20 point loss is that a 14 point loss is it a single digit loss i I don't know how many point if the pirates score first and go up seven nothing would you guarantee a cover no (laughs) no if the pirates went up 14 nothing yes would you guarantee the pirates covered yes if ECU goes up 14 nothing, I think we can keep it within the 35 and a half. 10 nothing, would you guarantee? 35 and a half. How much time's left? Uh, the third, uh, the three quarters are left. They, they go up 10 nothing in the end of the first. Michigan just comes out, stag. The defense for East Carolina's playing good. Michigan's a little sloppy. The Pirates uh, get a touchdown early on the opening drive. Yeah. And then get a turnover, get a field goal. I'll take that. I mean, it could still be 49 to 10 or whatever, but uh, no, if they go 10 nothing, uh, then yes, they will. 49 10 is not going to be. Uh, I know. I'm saying that's yeah. a possibility, but right. I don't. But I think if we go up 10 nothing. Uh, then maybe we could get another score. They're not going to score. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. Okay, so do, if the Pirates get to double digits, you feel like the, the Pirates cover. And I hate that we're discussing this, but... But that's what your scenario is. But that's like the reality of this situation. Now, if the Pirates get down 24 nothing, but I still tell you they're going to get to double digits, <laughs> are, how are you feeling? How much time's left? How, or how many points does Michigan have to be up guaranteed, that East Carolina's guaranteed going to get double digits? 
I, I don't understand your question. If East Carolina's, I'm going to give you 10 points. East Carolina's going to get 10 points. Okay. At what point do you feel nervous that East Carolina will not cover? At Michigan, if Michigan's up 17 nothing, and you know that East Carolina's going to get their 10 at some point. Look, I'm worried about this, this, this offense moving the ball against Michigan. And <clears throat> that's your bigger concern? Or are you worried about our defense stopping Michigan? I am more concerned. I'm concerned about both. I'm more concerned about our offense moving the ball. Okay. Like, I mean, we, we might get, you know, hammered on defense, whatever, but um, the pirate defense gives up how many points to Michigan? Um, I, I'm not okay. I, let me just speak for today, but I can change this, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't change wanna... it next segment okay good <laughs> for this segment alone i see michigan getting in the 40s getting to 40 give them 41 points all right and you're gonna what do you think the pirates get let's go f- <laughs> look i could just, okay Elleria, 41 37 how about that i mean you want I, you want my honest opinion like right now i'm seeing like a a forty-one to to ten type game, which is put it at fifty-two or fifty-one, right around right. that number. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, it's, that's I, I just I, I don't know what this offense is going to look like. Maybe that's a good thing that Mike Houston and and the folks are non-committal about a quarterback right now. And we have a full fall camp to go. Maybe maybe they're holding something we don't know about right now. Maybe Mason Garcia is just about to unleash. Uh, on the college football world. That possibility is still out there. Pirates score a touchdown in Michigan? Um, and who scores it? To get back to your original question. My answer for who scores the first touchdown. No, do the Pirates score a touchdown in Michigan? And then who scores it? Well, if in, I, that, in that order, sir. Yeah, they score a touchdown. Okay, and who scores it? Mason Garcia. Why? What do you mean, why? Quarterback sneak? Nah, quarterback draw. It'll be the best play in football. Oh, tight end over the middle is the best play in football. Says who? I just, I, <laughs> just me. Did you not hear me just say it? Who's your, who scores the first touchdown? For me? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Raja Harris. All right. My guy. My guy. I think uh, get around the eight yard line. And I, I think he uh, bounces off somebody somehow and uh, fights his way into the end zone. Yeah, my I mean, my issue is, well, let, let me play the Ellerby game with you. You love asking these questions. I know. Uh, what's the score going to be when ECU scores their first touchdown? It is going to be 17-7 to 7 after ECU scores with uh, there'd be down 10. All right, so it'll be 17 nothing. then ECU scores mm-hmm. to get on the board. How much time's left going to be in the game? I think it's going to be about the midway through the second quarter. Looking at Michigan's, uh, so Phil Steele has Michigan ranked first when it comes in the country when it comes to running backs. Offensive line ranked second. Uh, we go to the defensive side of the ball, and Michigan is not ranked uh, in the groups until you get to DBs, and they are ranked seventh in that department so you know i'm still i'm still nervous just and it's more so about ecu than michigan maybe because i just don't know what this offense is uh is going to look like yeah i just think hopefully michigan gets a little confident up 17 nothing and maybe uh takes a playoff and the pirates put together a uh, quick drive 
make a big play maybe to a receiver, get down inside the 15, and then my guy. My guy. Bounces off tackle for a touchdown. Uh, speaking of my guys, my guy, are we on video? My guy. You say yes. I'm having trouble finding it. Uh, but maybe we are. Maybe we aren't. We're on Facebook, not quite yet on YouTube. Thank you very much, Shirley Rhodes. Now I know where exactly we are, and uh, we do want you to be a part of the show. Who do you think scores the first touchdown for East Carolina this football season? I love a good quarterback draw. So give me Mason Garcia, Chandler, or excuse me, Ellerby going with Rajay Harris. And Ellerby, uh, we got a lot of Marlon Gunn and Rajay Harris responses over the weekend, and I'll run through all those at some point in today's show. But you know, um, you like to give running back groups a nickname, a backfield. Right. So you've had like Thunder and Lightning, Smash and Dash. What are some other examples? Fire and Ice. Uh, Rodney Monroe and Chris Corciani. <laughs> oh, they, they didn't play football. It's more backcourt than backfield. Yeah. But good good nicknames. I thought of a good one for ECU, but we can't, like, people won't use it because, you know, instead of actually thinking about real methods to control gun violence, the, the, the method is to not call the Washington Bullets the Bullets anymore. Right, right. Like, if we don't right, do that, right. maybe people stop shooting people. Right, right. Uh, we can't call it the Red River Shootout. Because no. people will lose their minds and just start gunning down everybody. Well, and you can't have the world's largest outdoor cocktail party anymore. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. What? People are going to die of uh, alcohol poisoning. They're, they're going to tailgate too hard. So what do they call that now? Georgia versus Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't have these names because for whatever reason, if people hear these names, they'll freak out. Uh, but I do have a good one for Rajay Harris and Marlon Gunn. Locked and loaded. Locked because Rajay's locked in on his return. And guns loaded. And guns loaded, obviously. Right. So that's my nickname for the backfield. I know it won't become official, but that's the unofficial name of the backfield uh, here on Pirate Radio Live. Would we call Dowdy Ficklin Stadium the firing zone? (laughs) The the gun range? or the Target practice. (laughs) uh, But locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. I need to talk to my friends at University Sportswear to uh, to get that shirt. Locked and loaded. All right. What do you think? I like it. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Do you? I think that's. I think you. Sh- every question at media day, you should ask if they're locked and loaded. <laughs> Just, hey, what do you think about locked and loaded? Huh? The backfield. Uh, yeah. Gun and, and Harris. Yeah. Are you locked and loaded? Are you locked and loaded? I'm. I'm locked and loaded, ready to go for this season. What if Rajay wants to be loaded instead of locked? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, you know what? This is again my unofficial nickname for them. So I'm rolling with it. If they want something different, they can go with that. But I think locked and loaded is uh, is pretty cool. If you had to put a bet on it, would you bet that East Carolina gets a field goal before they get their first touchdown? <sighs> no. And that's just because of our <laughs> kicking situation over the years. Uh, is the kicking situation locked and loaded? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I am not confident with that at all to answer your question all right so you're saying no that if the pirates are on the 25 yard line and it's fourth and two in the big house on their first drive of the game oh my i would mike houston is conservative uh, and he would kick it he wants points uh so i think he would attempt to kick it Mm -hmm. now i don't know if they would make it or not and i think first game new starting quarterback you're going to, going to be less risky. Again, these are all guesses, assumptions. Yes. Coaches could be listening to this saying we don't know what we're talking about, and they might be right, and they probably are right. But these are our, uh, our guesses on what's going to happen, scenarios. If ECU drives down the field, um, you know, what would uh, 
what would they choose to do there there was a who was who was the wildest answer you got um real quick before we move along on that the remember the 2019 so east carolina has scored first in every game of the season 2020 2021 and 22 remember the 2019 opener against nc state and east carolina went right down the field and they were about to go in for a touchdown and it was a whole nailers fumble i believe uh they did not score a touchdown in that game and it looked like they were about to go up seven nothing they lost whatever to six 34 to six something like that right um so they were so close there to scoring but did not what was your question oh the wildest answer uh was actually on something we were just discussing ellerby wildest answer was either the holder or the kicker on a fake field goal those tricky pirates that would be wild (laughs) that would be wild i'm trying to think of the last real like i remember a fake punt that we executed can you think of a last really good fake field goal or extra point we've done a little tricker trickeration on can, can you think of one? I can't really think of one off the top of my head. Chandler, can you think of one? I remember, the, didn't the Australian punter took off? Yeah, you said we executed. We did not execute no. that one in particular. Yeah, yeah, But did, we did another one in the Memphis game. when the, Or Memphis did a fake punt against us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt Dodge had some good fake punt runs back in the day. Yeah. I'm trying to think of it. When's the last good trickeration play? Yeah, help me remember a fake field goal or a fake... Uh, or just a good flea flicker to somebody else through the ball. Tyler Sneed threw the ball a couple times. What do you got, Chandler? Speaking of Tyler Sneed, did you see what you caught three touchdowns on Friday? I did. I, uh, I'm, yeah, reaching out to him, see if we can get him on. With, uh, he had a, uh, a re-visit to the SMU game where he had three touchdowns for ECU um, years ago. Chandler, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Um, I, I'm thinking. Good, ab- thank you. I, I'm thinking about um, the the return by Jonathan Williams. What in 2010 against Southern Miss? People forget. I believe it was Dwayne Harris that got that kickoff, but he ran to the left, handed it off to Jonathan Williams, and then did Dwayne back. have some monster blocks on that one or he, was that a different there was one block where he took two Southern yeah. Miss Golden Eagles out I know for one thing Dwayne Harris wasn't standing around watching John Williams <laughs> running the ball no. he was ready to light somebody out of their cleats but, was, now, but how about fake when is the last attempted fake field goal for ECU I can't remember that is a great question I know Carolina had a fake field goal against us and scored a touchdown but Pirates ended up putting 70 on them, so it didn't matter in that game. If you could have three guys blocking in front of you as you were running down the field for a touchdown clip, who, who would they be? All-time Pirates. Who would you want in front of you running, clearing the way for you? Well, clearly Dwayne. Yes. Uh, Zay Jones. He's a very good downfield blocker. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bryce, I don't know. I don't want Bryce out there. Justin Hardy? Oh, I mean, yeah, that would be a, an obvious. It's all, it's ironic too, or maybe not ironic, but our best receivers, some of our best receivers all time, also our best blockers all time. Like all those three guys, which is why they made it to the league, really uh, elite blocking. What if you had Dwayne Harris, Tyler Sneed, and Lane Hoover blocking for you? Would you feel good about <laughs> it? <laughs> so Dwayne would take out two. Yes. I mean, Hoover is so dang gritty. Yes, he's I'm, getting the guy. I'm down. thinking Hoover and Snead are just going to clear the. They're they're going to get. Well, somebody's going to trip over Hoover. That's how he's going to get. He's going to block. De- I think he's that someone de- will trip over him. He's going to decleat somebody. That's going to be. That's when you're going to be able to raise your finger up, number one, and go strolling in. I would have Dwayne out front, Hoover trying to take out one guy, and then tell Snead to get behind me so I could get him give him the ball uh. because there's no reason I should have the football. 
I'm going to give it to one of those guys. It's kind of like the Leon Lett moment. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely be showboating, and uh, Don Beebe would chase me down. Yes. Uh, unfortunately. All right. Uh, we got to get to Pete Medhurst, Ellerby. Uh, anything else uh, going on? Nah, just a lot of great stuff going on at Pirate Radio, getting ready for uh, football season. Man, it, it is coming fast. Uh, go to our website, pr927fm.com. Get your party tickets. Chairman of the board. All proceeds will go to the new Jeff Charles Scholarship at ECU. Uh, check out the Jeff Charles Raffle. The tickets are selling fast. $100. You could win $10,000. Uh, man, just, I, I don't know, man. It's an exciting time of year. I mean, I just... Cyber time. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, what do you do during the summer? I mean, July and August are the, I mean, to me, some of the most exciting months because there's so much potential, so much things on the table, so much to discuss including the point spread today. 35 and a half and 52. Yep. Let us know what you think, Pirate Nation. We'll be here all week, all the way till whenever. And coming up this week, uh, tentatively scheduled to talk to uh, some former baseball pirates, Tyler Brott uh, is going to be scheduled to join us coming up Tuesday on the show, selected by the Cardinals. Uh, looks like we're going to hook up with Josh Moylan on Wednesday, as he is now a part of the New York Yankees organization, and also uh, have reached out and talked to Landon Ginn, who signed with the Cubs and planning to talk to him on Thursday. So try to catch up with these guys, talk about uh, what they are up to now, LRB, as they look to make it to the next level. Yeah, and then more football on Thursday. Phil Steele. The guy that writes the college football Bible every year, you got to get out there and get that at Barnes and Noble. It's a, it's a great. I know you have it in here every day. I know you're you're thumbing through and getting great information. So a lot of great content coming uh, to your airwaves, and then always great stuff on our social media. How about uh, the pro guys this weekend? Uh, Gavin had a uh, good start, good game against the Rangers. Just didn't get any run support. Lost two nothing, and then Burleson. Burleson's red hot, and uh, so was Connor Norby up at uh, Norfolk up in AAA. So lots of. Uh, it's, it's fun to see the guys, uh, the former athletes, uh, especially all the baseball guys, right? It's, it's cool to have the guys in the Major League Baseball now. I remember when Seth Manis was uh, kind of kind of the lone ranger yeah. in, in, in MLB for a while, but certainly a lot. Jeff Hoffman got a win for the Phillies. I know you don't like to talk about that because it's your Braves. The but, White uh, Sox beating the Braves in a series over the weekend. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? We'll talk to Patrick Mason about that well, later this well, week. The, the Braves, you know, had to cool off at some point. Yeah. They're going to lose 10 to 12 at some point. So yeah. they might as well go ahead and do it now and then get re-hot again, right? They'll be all right. Uh, on the Buccaneer Music Hall Winners Circle, presented by the Buck, the Buck. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. just won in New Hampshire, a uh, rainy Sunday, so they race today in Martin Truex, picking up the win in New Hampshire. So Good there deal. you go. Talk about that with Coach Mack coming up on Tuesday. Nice. I was just thinking the same thing. We'll uh, take a timeout, come back when we return. Pete Medhurst joins us. We'll get a Navy offseason recap and talk about the midshipmen and more with Pete Medhurst when we're back on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. 
Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Wood Ducks Baseball is back, and single-game tickets are now on sale. You can get yours today by calling the front office at 252-643-5305, and you can visit them online at woodducksbaseball.com to check out schedules for games, giveaways, theme nights, and post-game fireworks. The Wood Ducks hope to see you out at historic Granger Stadium all season long. Go Woodies. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday as we continue to get you ready for the ECU football season. And we are up and running on Facebook Live and YouTube. So uh, hello to you folks checking us out and chiming in there. We want to know who will score the first touchdown of the season for East Carolina this year when they go to the big house and face Michigan. Will they score a touchdown against the Wolverines? The Pirates were shut out in their season opener back in 2019 against NC State. Uh, shut out from the end zone, I should say. Did score six points in that game. But who's your first touchdown scorer? Uh, we will talk about that later on in today's show. But right now, we will talk some Navy football and preview that game with Pete Medhurst, the play-by-play voice of the midshipmen. He joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Pete, how you doing, man? Clip, good to be with you, man, as always. Absolutely, and we're uh, we're going down the schedule here and another meeting with the midshipmen. They have been a thorn in the side of the Pirates. Uh, it'll be a, at least a little bit different this year because we will not be seeing Ken Niamatololo on the sidelines. So, Pete, before we get going, can we go all the way back there and, and rehash that one more time? Just, uh, you know, for folks that aren't uh, privy to all, everything that went down there in Annapolis. So, you know, why is Ken Niamatololo not the head coach at Navy anymore? Yeah, it's a fabulous question. Um, and anytime you have a coach that has been that successful and won as many games and meant to the program what he meant, you know, whenever, whenever you, you feel like, and again, administrators get paid a lot of money for this, <laughs> to make these big decisions. And, you know, it, it's never easy. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that, but you know, I think if anything, the expectations set by, you know, head coach Paul Johnson and then Ken Niamatololo after he took over for him, you know, they expect that same expectation every year. And you know, administratively, maybe they didn't feel that those expectations were being met and felt that maybe this was, uh, you know, time to to go ahead and make a change. But uh, it's never easy because, you know, you won't meet a greater human being on planet Earth. Uh, than Ken Niamatololo, and uh, I don't doubt he's going to add some value uh, to the UCLA program uh, helping out Chip Kelly this coming season. Yeah, and and going into, what, 2020, Ken Niamatololo had, if my numbers are right, I believe 10 winning seasons to two losing seasons there at Navy, and then three straight losing seasons, 2020, 2021, and 2022. So just not used to seeing those numbers for Navy under Ken Niamatololo. Brian Newberry, who, look, I know the, the ECU coaches uh, respect the heck out of Brian Newberry. Talked about him a lot ahead of the Navy meeting last year, and that defense held down uh, what was a pretty good pirate offense all year last year. Navy did a great job against them. So Brian Newberry takes over as head coach. Who's there uh, running the offense? And, and of course, uh, Pete, we have to ask, will it be the, the same you know triple option offense we saw and that we've seen from Navy all these years? 
Well, considering we haven't really, I mean, we had spring practice, but we haven't had, we haven't had a practice. And, you know, the, the great thing about college football is, you know, we don't get three exhibition games like the NFL <laughs> does. So we really don't know. We really don't know what it's going to look like. I'm not sure they know what it's going to look like in, in totality until, you know, until we see, you know, some games being played and some things happen out there. Um, you know, Grant Chestnut takes over. A uh, guy that obviously has run uh, successful offenses before. It's certainly going to be still based with some option attack. I don't. I don't think. I mean, you know, we're not going to come out here and, and look like the rest of college football running spread. But you know, we've got uh, we've got some talent in the quarterback room. We're very deep in the quarterback room right now, and whoever wins that job, I think is going to get a great chance to help Coach Chestnut. Uh, mold this offense into what they want it to ultimately look like. And I think until they really see that under game conditions, I'm not sure they really know exactly. Uh, they have an idea what they want it to look like, but I'm not even sure they know really what it's going to look like at this point. And I think that's, you know, I, I tell people all the time and everybody that's asked me about it this offseason, most years I have a pretty good beat on what this team is going to look like. The last couple of years, A, because of the pandemic, I don't think any of us knew what it was going to look like uh, after that. And, you know, when you look at defections as a result of, you know, the, the pandemic kids that left the Academy and, and, and we, we suffered just as much as anybody, if not more, um, you know, because of that. And, you know, you, you have to try to adjust on the fly and, you know, an injury to Ty Levitai didn't help uh, as well at quarterback. So, you know, you're, over the last couple of years, you know, we've been trying to piece this thing together around injuries, around player defections. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it was what it was. So uh, I think we're looking forward to what's going to be a quality camp and four guys that really, two of them that have significant game experience and Xavier Arline and Ty Levitai and two young guys and Teddy Gleaton and Blake Horvath um, who are ready to compete like heck for this job and um, think. I mean, think about it. I mean, I, I think the great thing that helps all four of them is it's a brand new canvas, wide open canvas, uh, with quarterbacks coach Ivan Jasper still here, uh, coaching the men in that room. We know what he's done in the past uh, with that position, and uh, certainly the person that will win that job is going to earn it because this may be the deepest competition we've had in quite some time at the quarterback spot. Talking to Pete Medhurst, play-by-play voice of the Navy Midshipmen here today on Pirate Radio Live. Pete, East Carolina has not won a season opener since 2016. Kind of crazy to think. You got to go all the way back to that year when the Pirates uh, beat Western Carolina. Navy has lost three straight season openers, and they have been, you know, head-scratchers. A couple of blowouts in there to BYU and Marshall, then losing to Delaware uh, last year. So, Pete, you say, you you know, you don't know what this team's going to look like this offseason. You probably haven't recognized that team you've seen in season openers uh, the last few years because they've come out and uh, and looked a lot better as the season's gone along. But that has been a, a bit of a bugaboo for the midshipmen here of late. Well, I mean, you look at the last two years and analytically, I mean, the team went up and down the field and just didn't finish drives, couldn't score, uh, which is crazy. Uh, you look at that Marshall game, it's one of the more statistical anomalies that you'll ever see in a football game. Mids had plenty of yardage, go up and down the field between the 20s, turnovers. Uh, and the inability to finish drives uh, really, you know, killed uh, Navy uh, in in both of those games. The BYU game you throw out the window because that was, you know, the, the kids hadn't even practiced. Um, we were simply meeting a schedule obligation 
uh, in that game to, to start that season, basically, is what it was. Kids really hadn't practiced, hadn't tackled, hadn't been practicing with full contact. Uh, so, you know, I'll throw that one out. The last two, though, I mean, you go up and down between the 20s, you can't finish drives, give Delaware a lot of credit. They bowed their neck enough in the in between, you know, the 20-yard line and the end zone. And let's face it, red zone defense, if you play it, uh, you're going to give yourself a great chance to win uh, a lot of football games. And, you know, Navy, ironically enough, has done that uh, a decent amount, certainly since, uh, you know, Brian Newberry took over on the defensive side. So we all know, I mean, three beat, you know, seven beats three every time, seven beats zero every time, eight beats zero every time. No matter how you slice it up when you score uh, in the red zone, uh, the more points you score in the red zone, the better your chances uh, to win are going to be. And if you can stop people in the red zone, you're going to win a lot of games. I mean, football is a real simple game. You know, we complicate it with all this language and the X, the Y, the Z, and, you know, all kinds of fancy names for plays and all that other stuff. But this game is really simple. It's about blocking. It's about tackling. It's about executing in the end zone, uh, in the red zone, in both ends of the field. And, you know, the Navy, quite frankly, has uh, not been as consistent in the red zone offensively as they had been uh, in previous years under the triple option. You go back and look at our red zone numbers through the years, the reasons why we've been so successful was we were just, we were monsters in the red zone. And it was touchdowns. It wasn't field goals. It was touchdowns. We're talking 85 you know, percent of the time getting touchdowns. And that just hasn't happened the last couple of years, and thus the mids have been playing catch-up in a lot of games and lost a lot of close games as a result of it. Well, Pete, how about the opener this year? And and I'm looking at the Notre Dame-Navy series, and I see games in uh, San Diego, uh, Jacksonville, Florida, uh, also East Rutherford, New Jersey. Going back to the 90s, I do see a game in 1996. I don't remember this one uh, in Dublin, Ireland, and Notre Dame a winner that day. Uh, Navy did have a streak uh, between 07 and 10 where they won uh, three out of four meetings against Notre Dame, also beat the Irish in 2016. But how about this year in Dublin, Ireland, to kick off the uh, the football season? You ready for that trip? Yeah, we played them in uh, 2012 in Dublin. Okay, great, great trip. Yeah, uh, bad game. But what we, ironically enough, it was Keenan Reynolds' freshman year, and he got a little mop up duty in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and you know, it, little did we know, a few weeks later, uh, you know, when him coming in in the fourth quarter against Air Force, and it would change Navy's fortunes for the next four years. Uh, you know, with his insertion into the lineup uh, in that Air Force game as well. I mean, look, I mean, it's Notre Dame. Uh, they're always going to be bigger, uh, going to be a smidge faster at, at certain positions uh, by the nature of the athletes that they create. But, you know, the one thing that it gives you an opportunity to do is tell your players, hey, man, you know, we got a chance to start our season in a big way. It's a great opportunity. Uh, you don't just fold because you're playing Notre Dame in the opening games, just like East Carolina is not going to fold because it's Michigan. Uh, on the marquee. I mean, you're going to go there because it's a great opportunity. I mean, I mean, I mean, if you're an East Carolina fan, all you have to do is simply say, look, Appalachian State went up there and won, so why can't we? Um, and I know East Carolina fans are going to say that because uh, the, the name Appalachian State comes up a ton on the postgame show. <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I hear it. So, uh, look, it's, it's opportunity. You know, yeah, the big-name program, they got great athletes. Uh, probably a lot of NIL money flowing through the coffers because it's a Big Ten school. Obviously, you know, Notre Dame uh, has tremendous advantages, uh, you know, being who they are. But, you know, our kids are going to go there. They're going to be prepared. I know they're going to be prepared to play. Um, that's I'm not sure I've ever seen a Navy team unprepared since 2002, uh, to be honest with you. They're going to be prepared. There's been great coaches here. 
and there's great coaches here now. So they're going to be prepared to play. It's going to matter. I mean, look at the second half of the, the Notre Dame game last year. Uh, if, if Navy could have even remotely played that way and executed in the first half the way they did, they'd have run Notre Dame off the field. So we'll see what happens uh, here uh, coming up in the opener. But what a way for Brian Dewberry to christen himself as the uh, head coach of the program uh, by going up against one of the uh, you know great programs in college football. Well, Pete uh, will not be making the trip to uh, Greenville this year. It'll be ECU at Navy coming up on November 18th. You will see uh, kind of the other side of the state, though, Pete, with the trip to Charlotte. Looking at your schedule, uh, some newcomers in the AAC on Navy schedule. North Texas will go to Annapolis on October 7th. The week following that, you guys will go to Charlotte. You also will welcome in UAB. So you'll get a little taste of this new uh, AAC. What do you think about the the new teams? And uh, you avoid UTS. I think that might be a good thing, Pete, because they are looked at as uh, one of the teams that could win this league this year. Yeah, Frank Harris playing in like – I mean, look, Frank Harris is like Holt Bailey. Yeah. You know, played a ton of college football um, and staying in one place to do it. That's what I, I – mean, Frank Harris could have easily uh, shipped off, I think, to, to somewhere else for one more year of football had he wanted to, just like Holt Baylor's could have. But Holton chose to stay there at East Carolina last year, and, and Harris is doing the same thing uh, at UTSA this year. And look, I mean, they've done a great job in a small, a short amount of time, you know, relevancy, uh, you know, in Division One and playing football. Um, but uh, I think it's probably, you know, it's probably good that that's one of the teams that Navy is missing this year because it's going to be a very experienced group. And when you're trying to do a lot of new things the way Navy's going to be, um, that's probably good that you're missing a team like that. Navy and North Texas have one of the greatest games in college football. Uh, Navy winning down there. Uh, 74-62 under Paul Johnson in one of the wackiest football games uh, in college football history uh, that afternoon down in North Texas. Obviously, we're all going to be uh, interested to see what Trent Dilfer does as a head coach now yeah. uh, at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Obviously, Bill Clark laid a great foundation of work uh, for that program. And, you know, the, the bad thing for Bill, and you hate to see this because he's done so much there, you hate to see the fact that he didn't really get to see this all the way through now with this, you know, emergence of the program after, you know, basically the program went away. He brought it back, did a great job with it, has now built it to where they're uh, obviously going to be in a much better position uh, in the Americans. So uh, I'm fascinated to see how the new league uh, works out. But uh, when all is said and done, you know, I think UTSA, uh, I think certainly, and, and look, let's, see, let's go where the quarterbacks are. Tulane, Memphis, I mean, these are all teams, these three teams that got massive experience and and great talent at the quarterback spot and that's usually where you know in situations like this that's where teams uh are going to find you're going to find a lot of the wins with the teams that have a tremendous quarterback play talking to pete medhurst and pete I always ask when we talk to the opposing teams play-by-play voices about the transfer portal and nil and navy is uh is unique when it comes to other places, obviously. So, you know, how, how much do those factor into to where you are? Is there a, are there NIL opportunities for the the Navy, uh, the midshipman athletes? Uh, what about the the portal itself, and how active is Navy uh, getting guys out of the portal, uh, or do the kids, you know, want, want to go elsewhere and not have that you know, that regimented schedule uh, that the athletes and students have, uh, and the officers at Navy? What, what's that like for you? guys uh, over there well i mean for the portal's pretty much a one-way street <laughs> out <laughs> you know yeah out. Uh, not in and there are no nil opportunities uh at the naval academy so again you're talking about i mean anytime 
a service academy going forward in today's college football environment uh, wins football games. They're doing it at such a gigantic disadvantage. Huh. Granted, can we take more kids, um, you know, than the quote twenty-five scholarship limit uh, that you know college football has? And obviously, over the last couple of years, that's been expanded because of COVID and rosters that are much bigger than they've ever been. But you know, I think anytime you see a, a, a service academy finish five hundred or better in today's environment, depending on the schedule that they play, I mean. You know, let, let's face it, in terms of the grand scheme of things, Navy and Air Force play a different schedule than Army does. Army is an independent, gets games against whoever they can get a game against uh, because of how, how bad it is right now. If you're not in a conference, it's tough to schedule. Um, and you look at their schedule, and their schedule by far is a lot weaker than what Navy and uh, Air Force go up against uh, each and every year because they're in a conference and in tough conferences that play a good level of football. So if you can... You know, if you can manage, I think if any time Navy and Air Force finish 500 or above based on the leagues they're playing in, the rules of college football right now, um, I think you tip your cap to those coaches and, and say that's a, that's a job well done because the game conspires right now. College athletics conspires against the service academies because of the rules. And, you know, you look at what Navy has done, certainly in the Olympic sports, we do a, um, a tremendous job. Our basketball program has been fantastic under Ed Chellis here in recent years, uh, despite, you know, a sport that completely, uh, it, you know, goes against uh, the service academies. So, you know, I mean, I, I think overall, when you look at the health of our athletic program and the things that we're able to accomplish in the, in the environment of today's, um, you know, college athletics, you know, I, I think, again, when you have 37 sports that you're putting resources in, our rugby teams won a national championship. Um, it's it's really tremendous to see uh, what this athletic department accomplishes, considering how much uh, right now college athletics conspires against uh, the service academies who are definitely not playing uh, on a level playing field. There's no doubt about it. Man, yeah, that's interesting perspective. Pete Medhurst joining us here today on Pirate Radio Live. Jamie on YouTube has a question, Pete. He says, can a player – transfer out if he's committed to the navy does he not have to fulfill his you know enlisted enlistment requirements so how about that uh the rule on that is if you sign up uh, basically what they call you you sign your papers which is the first day of your junior year if you if you're there first day of your junior year of school you sign your papers and usually you have to uh you know meet the service requirement which is five years to the uh, navy or marine corps uh, following graduation, mm. you know, from time to time, uh, people get disqualified because of medical conditions that are covered or uncovered or something like that, uh, and, and someone is out. But uh, otherwise, you can play your first two years, and then um, you can decide at that point, hey, maybe maybe I'm not quite cut out for this. I gave it a shot, and uh, you know, thought thought I could make it happen, but not. And you're able to transfer out. Uh, without any obligation but as soon as you sign those papers for the first day of your junior year um, you're usually committed for the five years following graduation to the uh, United States Navy or Marine Corps whichever uh, whichever career path and there are several now and that's the beauty of the Naval Academy is you can uh, you can get several different career paths that you can choose and obviously uh, that's the NIL as we like to say it is after graduation guaranteed job and obviously a uh, pretty good paycheck upon graduation, whereas we know there are a lot of people, um, you know, that graduate college and start searching around and, 
they don't necessarily find uh, you know a ton of gainful employment at a high level yeah. uh, of salary following. It's a very frustrating experience. If you go to the Navy or Marine Corps, you're making a pretty good salary uh, upon leaving uh, the, the, the Naval Academy and obviously providing a great service to our country and so many unselfish men and women that come to the United States Naval Academy uh, every year uh, that make that choice. And obviously we're very blessed uh, that we have so many of them that choose to do that. Pete, uh, while I got you, we're running short on time, but I want to ask you about uh, an Eastern North Carolina guy committed to East Carolina but went right to the Major League Baseball draft. Mackenzie Gore selected by the Padres, traded to the Nationals, and uh, we've seen him uh, throwing for the Nats this season. And uh, he's looked good at times, been hit at times. So uh, how about Mackenzie? How's he coming along? I think he's on the bump tonight for Washington. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, there's no doubt. Uh, there's no doubt Mackenzie Gore uh, is going to be the number one starter on this staff, not only this year, but uh, going forward. He and Josiah Gray was acquired in a trade with the Dodgers. They're going to be the 1-1-A, one, 1-2, one one, whatever you want. Um, that's that's the expectation of those two. And look, when Mackenzie's been on, um, you know, he's been filthy. Uh, Mackenzie's own worst enemy is probably Mackenzie. And, and, you know, he is as competitive an SOB as you all know. Uh, I'm sure everybody in his neighborhood knows he's a, he's a competitive SOB out there on the mound. And sometimes that competitiveness maybe even uh, gets the best of him out on the mound uh, at times. But, boy, when he has been good this year, you see exactly why everybody's so excited about him uh, being a number one starter. And he's part of what the, the Nats are hoping is a very young core that's going to help them rebuild. I mean, we had 10 years of amazing baseball here in this town that uh, obviously uh, you know ended in a world championship in 2000. 19 and the Nats are hoping that Mackenzie Gore is part of that building block uh, going forward uh, toward another uh, eventual 10-year run of good baseball but man you look in the division and you look at what the Atlanta Braves have done already uh, and sign those young stars up yeah. I mean it's going to be a it's going to be an uphill climb certainly for uh, the Nats and every other team in the National League East as they try to get up to where the Braves are and obviously what uh, they look like they're going to be uh, in the future as well. Well, Pete, I'll, uh, we're short on time. I'll save my commander's questions for you next time. Maybe we can catch up one more time before uh, football season starts. But uh, we'll definitely track you down the week of East Carolina Navy later this calendar year. Awesome uh, getting in touch with you. Thanks for the uh, your time today and the great insight on Navy football and more, Pete. And we'll uh, we'll do it again in the future, certainly. You got always here for you guys. Appreciate you. All right, there is Pete Medhurst, play-by-play voice of the Navy Midshipmen, joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Got to take a break, come back. We'll wrap up hour number one and have more for you here on PRL on a Monday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up your from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, great tra- chat with Pete Medhurst, play-by-play voice of the Navy Midshipmen. We still have to talk Tulsa football, which I think we'll do next week with Bruce Howard 
Also got to get uh, FAU and Charlotte, and then we will be done with our summer ECU a- opponent previews for 2023. Uh, usually after these chats, I'm kind of nervous. Everybody kind of talks their team up. And uh, coming off this one, I didn't need Pete to say anything good about Navy for me to get nervous about this matchup because Navy has uh, really put it to the Pirates over the years. But I don't know. It seems like if you're going to get Navy, this would be the year to do it. Uh, Ken Niamatololo out, uh, but we'll see who is. Uh, they don't know who's going to be quarterbacking their squad this year, and uh, they will face off against Notre Dame to begin the season. Uh, but Chandler Honeycutt, Navy, always a thorn in the side for the Pirates. Yeah, that's always a that's always a team that I, when I look at the schedule for East Carolina each year, it's one of those uh, you circle that one on the schedule, and that's one just about anybody uh, that Navy plays has to prepare for them a little extra longer. Um, whoever plays Navy or has Navy on their schedule needs to prepare for them like in the spring, early fall camp to uh, install the uh, the triple option. You ask them about what, what's this offense going to look like with the departure of Ken Niamatololo and he said, I don't know. He says, I don't know if they know because we're going to have to see some games first. And uh, So it's going to look a little different and they're still looking to find a quarterback, but it sounds like they're going to have a lot of options at the quarterback position because he did say that this is going to be probably the deepest competition in quite some time at Navy. Looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. One live sporting event today uh, that has already come and gone, and that is the NASCAR race up in New Hampshire. And Martin Truex Jr., the winner today in New Hampshire, so he gets the win coming up tonight. We got O's and Dodgers for you on Pirate Radio. We'll have that for you on Monday and Tuesday, and then Wednesday, we'll recap the afternoon game at 5 o'clock with Mark Brown from CamdenChat.com. So, big series in Baltimore as the uh, Dodgers come to town to face the Baltimore Orioles, the red-hot Baltimore Orioles, 57 and 35 on the year. Mackenzie Gore on the mound tonight when Washington faces the Chicago Cubs coming up at 8.05. Burley's Cardinals will be in action coming up at home tonight against the Marlins at 7.45. Some of the series uh, beginning going on uh, in Major League Baseball on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Great place to hang out, catch live music and uh, watch a game and grab a cold one at the Buccaneer Music Hall. And tomorrow night, go see DJ Captain Morgan for karaoke. DJ Captain Morgan. Alright, let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live on the way we'll talk a little more about who will score the first touchdown for the pirates i've got some news i've got some past data on that and we'll take a look at the names and uh the games and how they transpired we want to hear your answers as well and uh we'll talk to our youtube and facebook audience when we return pirate radio live also brian bailey coming up hour two more to go pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month or you can make a one-time donation and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday, Double B. Brian Bailey will join us a little later on this hour. Got some uh, folks chiming in on Facebook and YouTube. Eric uh, earlier said, somehow I feel like Chandler had a hand in the YouTube club earlier. Uh, any... I hate to break it to you, buddy, but no, I did not. Okay. All right. I don't think anybody here did. I don't think it was. Wait, was it an outside job? Could have been. Was it uh, just like. Sabotage. Just like football is conspiring against Navy? Was somebody conspiring against Pirate Radio? Somebody could be. Listen, all of y'all, it's a sabotage. You never know in today's world. I can't stand it. No, you planned it. I'm going to set it straight, this Watergate. Man, you spitting. Uh, Eric later said, Chan Man looking really confident right now. Maybe he nailed an ad sale during the first hour of the show. I did not, but I do have Eric, you're 0 for 2. You need to stop assuming things, especially you know when it comes to Chandler. Does. That's right. Oh, uh, Robert Skipper's here. He says, how are y'all, Skip? I'm doing good. Good, Skip. Skip, how are you? Skip, 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 <laughs> Skip, really Skip. How are you, Skip? Hey, Skip, Skip. <laughs> Steve said, boom, 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 boys and girls. All right. Thank, boom, thanks for bringing that back. Boom, boom, boom. Good to see you. Uh, let's see. Gil says, those who ensure the freedom to play D1 football are not provided an equal opportunity to make to the national championship game. Thanks, ESPN and playoff committee. How unpatriotic of you both. ESPN and the playoff committee does not support the troops. Uh, great interview with Pete Medhurst and uh, just some interesting things there on how, you know, we feel like ECU is kind of behind the eight ball when it comes to NIL and, and these power five and the money and access to everything that allows the SECs and Big Tens and other conferences, what allows those schools to be what they are and navy uh might be even further behind east carolina and the likes so uh some interesting stuff there robert says go to hell get a job get a job go to hell get a job i think a lot of folks tune into pirate radio for you know the interviews that we have the breakdowns uh, for ecu football baseball the like some people just want to hear the sound bites. sound bites <laughs> And, and I get it. I mean, I, as a, a Rome fan back in the day, I would listen to Rome just to hear, give me back my son. Give me back my son. And, uh, and sound bites. So I am one of you. I totally get it. Absolutely get it. All right. Uh, Skip says it's football time. That's right, Skip. I mean, I wish it was football time in the way that we could like watch football, but it is talk about football time. It is get ready for football time. It is get prepared for football time and uh yeah i mean it's it's that time it's the it's a really busy time 
uh, in the sales world too. I mean, anytime it starts to get busy in sales, which you always want to be busy in sales, but that is right now, and that's because we're getting closer and closer to football season. It'll be here before you know it. Um, we'll have the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff coming up on Thursday. And then also, the Party of the Year is back. Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party, honoring the voice Jeff Charles, and also the chairman of the board coming. So, a very exciting time, as Coach would say. Oh, did you? Sorry, you setting up a clip. Excitement time! There yeah. You go. Um, so, it is. It's a very exciting time. And uh, it, I feel like the, the numbers of the David Price Construction. Uh, have been going by pretty fast because I remember the other day when we were announcing that it's 50 days away. It's not 50 days anymore, but on last Thursday it was 50 days away. It seems like just like a couple of weeks ago we were doing 100 days. Uh, and I was talking to somebody at Sports Trivia the other night about how as we get closer to football, the excitement's going to build and then the days are going to go by slower. So, um, But yeah, it's going to be here before you know it. Pirates and the Wolverines coming up September 2nd. We will be with you at 8 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. 8 a.m. bright and early, four-hour Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to kickoff. Then after the game, the uh, fifth-quarter call-in show, and excited for another year of that. And you guys riding uh, along with us. John Moody, saw John earlier today, came by and picked up a prize, said, in weather terms, we are in football warning time. So, okay, I see what you're saying. Like, thunderstorm warning, tornado warning. This is, we were on a football watch, you know, in June. Yeah, now it's now a warning. It's, a it's like, get warning, ready. And then, yeah, then it'll be here. Thank you, John. You always add something to John, the John, that was a really good John. Guess, analogy. John. But yeah, that was, John. John. Yeah, John, you just keep on being John. John, you be, you be John, we'll be us, and you be John. I will be John Moody. I've got a uh, I've got a text from our friend Wager McGee. We need to get Wager on soon. Yes, talk some uh, college football odds and the like. Uh, and I don't know where this list comes from, but it is college football's 2023 all name team. Now I don't know how up to date this list is because it has an ECU player listed who is no longer an ECU player. Do you know who that would be on the all name team? And I'm, I, I'm, I googled him up. I'm having trouble finding him right now. I cannot find Nemo. Nemo, Nemo Squire, uh, who is listed on this team, but is in the portal, I believe. I don't know if he's come out of the portal. I think he might be in there just roaming around. If anybody has uh, the ability uh, or is able find to, Nemo. to find Nemo, let us know. Here is, uh, But here's some of the names I'm going to read off. First team offense, quarterback, General Booty. I've heard of that name. Oklahoma. Running back, Kavazli Smoke. That's a cool name to have. That is. Uh, is if uh, you don't want that name if you're a DB probably. But a running back, you want all the smoke. Wide receiver Dakotist Crawford, who is now at, at Louisiana La Tech. Tech. He was at a Big 10 school, ne- right? Ne- Nebraska. Yeah, and he transferred. Bi- you talk about big NIL opportunities. Dakotist. Now Dakotist is a cool name. But another wide receiver on this list is Darillist Clark. Darillist. I am Darillist. He is at Defiance College. So good luck to Defiance. The Defiance Defiancers. Oh, I remember this next guy. Fat. Fat. Fat Watts. He had a brother with a cool name, too, that is no longer there, I believe. Fat Watts. Or maybe he's still there. Hell, I don't know. We should do a two-lane preview with Corey Glore. Oh, we already have. Fat Watts. All right, uh, offensive line, Parker Titsworth. Nice. We'll move on from that one. 
Jaden Muskrat. That's a cool name did from you, Auburn. Did you skip over the tight end? Oh, I skipped over the tight end, Rowdy Beers. Rowdy Beers. Rowdy Beers. Offensive line, Dodge Saucer, Tiger Shanks, and Panda Askew. Panda Askew. From, from D.H. Conley, who uh, is at Charlotte. Yeah. Panda Askew. Dang. Could have had him on the squad. All right. Uh, honorable mentions on offense. Running back, Javinsky Schellenbacher, that Washington State. Schellenbacher. We got more beers, and it's a tight end. Are these guys brothers, Rowdy Beers and Rocky Beers? Rocky Beers at Air Force. Wide Resqueever. Wide Resqueever. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel White. Squirrel. I like that name. Uh, there was a guy I went to high school with who was a few years older than me. People called him Squirrel. Wide receiver, Aju Aju. Aju Aju. At USF. Booby Curry. Hey, Booby. Is at Buffalo. Then you got some <laughs> open, offensive linemen, Tater Reed. Tater Reed, baby. Snoop. Leota Amamama. Malacella Amuve Laula. Laulu. Juice Scruggs. Wing Green. <laughs> Wing Green. Hans Hammer. <laughs> Hans. And Isaiah Bullardick. All right. Um, Charlotte with two guys up here. First team, special teams, Colton Boomer. Okay, Boomer. And Maximilian Von Marburg. Marburg. From Syracuse. Uh, should we keep just running off these names? Why not? All right. <laughs> Anything better to do? Uh, first team, all defense, Octavius Oxendine from Kentucky. Fish McWilliams from UAB. <laughs> Shittacilla. From Boston Collins, that's S H I T T A, S I L L A H. You've got it. All right, that's a joke. That is a joke. There is no way that that's somebody's name. Memora- memorable factor from Duke. A memorable factor is a name. Chief Borders from Nebraska. Mobility is in the transfer portal. There's no way in. On God's green earth, that this is that somebody's name. You've never heard of Kool Aid? Kool Aid McKinstry yeah. from Alabama. Kool Aid, he's like really good. The Panthers select Kool Aid McKinstry from Alabama. UTSA has a DB named Pig Cage. What's up, Pig? Pig Cage. Storm Duck. I, I, is well, it Louisville? I had a buddy in college named Storm, but his last name was a duck. Sorry. <laughs> Major Birds LSU, and maybe my favorite so far from Central Arkansas, Dude, Dude Person. <laughs> dude person dude person what's your name dude Dude person dude person honorable mentions on the defensive side tonka hemingway meatball smith demon clowny blazing lono wong steel chambers new zealand williams hot rod fitting stone handy power eccles servassier dennis comanche francisco buck cores and Ephesians, Prysock. When Charlotte comes to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, um, Morgan Ehlers is going to have some names on the all-name list. To, I've, I believe I've already seen like four or five from Charlotte. Tackle made by Comanche Francisco. <clears throat> He'll also have holding on Panda Askew, <laughs> as well as holding on Isaiah Bullardick. Isaiah Bullardick. All right, the all-name team. ECU had a name up there, Nemo Squire, but they're all we in the transfer so portal. Josh said, did Key and Peel come up with this list? 
Michael Winstead. What's up, Michael Winstead? Michael Winstead, baby. Long time no see, fam. Uh, He said, are these names for real? They are for real. Google them up. What's your favorite on the list? Man. The ones we can't repeat? The ones, yeah, I would say the ones that we should not say again. <laughs> My, the one that is the best, I think, is S-H-I-T-T-A. Yeah. Maybe it's Shida. I think that would even be better. All right. What's up, Shida? <laughs> the all-name team 2023. That was fun going up and down. That was list. like a... like big game boomer type list and on the uh the the graphic i received josh there is a picture of key and pill at the bottom of it east carolina had a player on key and pills uh list i can't remember his name but it was a it was a doozy yeah uh i saw jamie in the uh on the youtube put up and i probably can't remember chris fumatu fumatu maafala played for the steelers i want to say well, you had the guy, some names I'm remembering, which I, this is before I, I was a Panther fan, but the Panthers had the running back. I can't say his name. Oh, Tim Biakabatuka. Now, yeah. that's a name. And his first name was really like Tishimanga. Went to Michigan. Great player. Didn't do much in the NFL. Eric said, I would like to see wide receiver Aju Aju all over Booby Curry. Okay, Eric. Eric, you're you're kind of on thin ice today. You've had two wrong assumptions on my man Chandler. <coughs> You're putting out that kind of suggestive humor. We're watching you closely, Eric. We're keeping an eye on you. This is kind of like a warning. This is not a suspension. It's not a Eric. And Eric knows about suspensions. I on mean, this Eric, show. yeah, Eric, this isn't your first transgression. So uh, we're just we're we're keeping an eye on you. We're we're, we're watching. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back when we return. The BB, Brian Bailey, joining us. Also, some breaking news. Former Pirate, man. Alec Makarevich is taking his talents to Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, he's playing for Shaw University? Wrong. He's playing for North Carolina State. That according to AMAX Twitter. Uh, Everybody act grown and adult and don't go out and crush the guy on social media but uh, I would like to hear your thoughts on AMAC being at the hot corner for the NC State Wolfpack we'll talk about that and more with BB Brian Bailey when we return Pirate Radio Live after this I have your time traveling have your mind babbling people trying to inherit the skills that's why they ask me even David Blaine had to go You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum uh, Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. 
Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Monday. A lot to discuss on this Monday, and we'll discuss it right now with Brian Bailey, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. BB, welcome back. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. You uh, you refresh, recharge, ready to go for some football? No. Oh, okay. Well, you've, you've still got time. That's the good news. I was, I was ready to... About four days into vacation, I was ready to start working on football. <laughs> there you go. 10-4. Uh, before we get to the football, we do have some uh, some news and notes to report, and that would be uh, a pirate who entered the transfer portal and is heading to uh, another school and a school we're very familiar with. Alec Makarevich uh, was announced late last week that he would be entering the transfer portal and he has his decision. He will be joining NC State. So uh, Pirate fans are going to feel a certain way about that for sure. Uh, but that is the decision that the Pirate, uh, former Pirate third baseman has made. And remember, Joe Engel uh, transferred from ECU to NC State. So not the first time it's ever happened. But uh, interesting move there from AMAC. Yeah, I think it's kind of stunning, really. I mean, and I don't know the ins and outs of it. I don't know what all was involved, but. I thought Alec Makarevich was one of the, you know, the most popular pirates on that baseball team this past year. And, I, and he always had a smile on his face. And I, I was really surprised when he entered the portal. And then, you know, some of the rumors started circulating that NC State was going to, you know, be his destination. And then I guess it's official now. So it's just, uh, that's really, you know, really kind of a stunner. I really like him. I, I enjoyed working with him, yeah. interviewing him and, and watching him play. I, I, I thought he was you know, just an outstanding player, and you know, I wish him the very best. But uh, I hate it. I hate it for him in some ways because I mean, that's that's not only a big decision to make, but that's you're going to a rival. I mean, that's a lot of people are going to look down on that for sure. Yep, uh, no doubt. And uh, from what I gather, talking to some folks, this was uh, 100% his decision. This was not like a, a mutual split or a force out or a. Hey, uh, you know you're gonna have to compete for your position. It was uh, just you know Amac making the decision of his own. From what from folks I've talked to, from what I've gathered anyway. And, and that's the day and age we live in now with the transfer portal and NIL. You don't know you know if any of that came up or or if, if you, know, you don't know what's inside someone's head to why they decide to you know make a decision like that. But you know if, if you like the guy, which I do, I wish him the very best. But I, I hate it for. You know, for parts of, of Pirate Nation, because I think he was a really popular East Carolina Pirate baseball player. Yeah, and we've got uh, a lot of baseball movement going on. East Carolina welcoming in a lot of newcomers, Bailey. And, and since we've last chatted, uh, we've had a lot of Pirates move on. Josh Groves uh, getting drafted. Tyler Brott as well, planning to hook up with Tyler this week on Pirate Radio Live. Josh Moylan signing along with Landon Ginn and uh, planning to hook up with those guys as well. So you have those going. You've got AMAC uh, in the portal. The portals, you know, who knows? Maybe we could lose more later in the calendar year, but Cliff Godwin trying to kind of piece together his roster. Still some great guys coming back, and I have no doubt that uh, we're going to have some newcomers that will shine, but it'll look uh, at least a little bit different next year for ECU. It will look different, but I've I've got all the confidence in the world that that Coach Godwin and that coaching staff will come through with – you know, another stellar roster, and and hopefully, hopefully they're on the way to Omaha next year. <laughs> Emacs wishing he stuck around, but uh, yeah, I, I hate it's just I, I hate the whole portal thing and the whole NIL thing. And even if none of that, if, if the NIL thing is not even involved, that's the first thing you think of, right? 
I mean, you think of yeah. Why do you why do you do why, why do you you know, go play somewhere else like that? What you know, but and maybe that's totally off base. Probably is. I don't know. Nah, could be, and you're not alone. Jamie said, I would expect it's all about the Benjamins. I, maybe. I haven't heard that part of it, but certainly could be. And uh, and Coach Mack, who joins us Tuesdays on the show, says the answer uh, is money. It doesn't matter what the question is. So yeah, follow the money or whatever. But That's a smart man. <laughs> but yeah, that he is. Uh, Brian Bailey joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Bailey looked at the line today, East Carolina, a 35 and, uh, 35 and a half point dog to the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, any uh, any thoughts on that number right now? Well, it's a big number, <laughs> obviously. I think that the, the number comes about the fact that the Pirates lost so much on offense, and I think that, you know, it's just going to be a mystery to start off the year and to see – what they come up with, you know, when, when camp opens and, and that kind of thing. I think that uh, you're playing in one of the, you know, best environments in college football. It's going to be slam packed. It's going to be, you know, I think all of us are looking forward to the big house. And it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be an inexperienced offense for, for a while at least. And, you know, sometimes, you know, talented players can overcome inexperience. And that's what the trick is going to be for Donnie and for Coach Houston and that kind of thing. I mean, there's a chance that Mason Garcia is, you know, lives up to the hype that he was coming in here. And and East Carolina's got a lot of tricks up their sleeve that Mike Houston won't talk about. Mike Houston won't show anybody. That that possibility is still out there, Bailey. Wouldn't be the first time that's ever happened with a football team. But, you know, there's also a possibility that, you know, this thing just doesn't click and you're facing a number one, two, three, whatever they are, team in the country, and it goes south. But just I, I will try to be half positive with it and say there's a chance that Mason Garcia lights the skies on fire and Jalen Johnson and Shane Calhoun and Josiah Hatfield have big days and Rajay and Gunn get going. You know, I mean, that possibility until that game is played, that possibility is out there. So you're saying there's a chance. Exactly. They're all humans. They're going to be on the same field and yeah. putting on uniforms. And uh, Lou Holtz, they put their pants on the same way we do. So, uh, yeah, you got a shot anyway. Yeah. I, I, I'm just – I think it's a, a tremendous opportunity. Obviously, you know, App State went up there that year. No one thought App State was going to compete, and they did. So, we'll see how it goes. But like you said, you know, anything can happen. And, you know, if you go up there and lose by 20, is that a moral victory? I don't think anybody in the pirate camp wants them, you know, has anything to do with a moral victory. So, uh, but it'll be, it'll be fun to go see what happens. Yeah. Moral victories are better than moral losses. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if it matters one way or the other, if uh, you catch a L either way, but uh, yeah, they're trying to uh, do what app state did all those years ago and upset the top five Michigan Wolverines on that opening Saturday of football. Uh, let's see other football news and notes. Talked to Holton Naylor's briefly last week. Bailey, he's getting ready to head back to Seattle and said that, uh, you know, Keaton Mitchell, Ryan Jones, Isaiah Winstead are going to be, for the first time in a while, paying attention to preseason football with all these Pirates that are going to be in it. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch those. I'm, I'm like yourself. I know you do the same thing, but, but we love preseason football. Just to see the guys out there in the uniforms, to me, it is, means football is so close. But I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a blast to, to keep an eye on some of those games. And, you know, when I first started here, you, you know, you couldn't get hardly any of the uh, preseason games, but the 
CBS feed would feed you some highlights from time to time. And then it went to a situation where you could find them on the satellite dish. You kind of just, you know, hunt and peck, and sometimes you could find a game or two, and, and you could record them and, and show some players and that kind of thing. But now it's, it's, it's mainly streaming and mainly, uh, mostly rather, you can, you can find most of the games. So I'm looking forward to that. No doubt, and uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that, keeping you up to date on what's going on. A lot of Pirates trying to make rosters, and uh, Shirley Rhodes and uh, the crew here for social media doing a great job of keeping everybody up on what's going on with the Diamond Pirates. And you got Gavin Williams making a uh, a tough start. He faced the Braves, then he faces the Rangers, and held his own there, still struggling to get run support from those Guardians. Uh, you got Alec Burleson red hot right now with the Cardinals, and uh, a bunch of Pirates also, Connor Norbert, be uh in in uh minor league baseball so uh some stuff to keep it up with keep up with this summer when it uh comes to east carolina athletics and really when you're a sportscaster in this market it, it saved us all i mean it's been been a lot of fun like my sports guys i was just joking with ken wallington a minute ago and I, I said you know all weekend long i kept seeing things happen i was like i gotta find that video gotta find that video i gotta find tyler sneed and those three touchdown catches that he made uh, in the CFL, so it's uh, it's fun to see those guys excel and uh, mix for a better sports cast in the, in the middle of July. A lot of chatter going on and uh, on on YouTube regarding uh, AMAC and Newton says uh, have no words uh, about AMAC and his NC State decision, but then he has more words. He says his generation seems to have very little loyalty to anything, especially his team and friends. And said, if it's all about the Benjamins, then we, ECU, have a major problem across all sports and the ability to keep any player. I mean, ECU has always been, you know, the the underdog, the chip on the shoulder behind the eight ball. So, yeah, I mean, ECU does have a problem when it comes to NIL, when it comes to these other schools who are paying. Maybe we'll dive into some of those numbers with Mully because we were having a conversation about what schools have compared to the East Carolinas of the world. My thing is, they're still going to play games, Bailey. They're, they're still suiting up, hitting the field, hitting the court, hitting the diamond. And, you know, it's still sports. And and if you get bogged down in what's going on outside of it all, you'll probably end up hating sports, just like you'll end up hating most things if you really dive into it and see what's going on. So I try not to, to focus on that part of it too much and, and just enjoy the games for what they are. Because if not, there is a lot of, you know, negativity out there. Well, and, you know, you look at – and I'm really close to the program because I get a chance to host the banquet every year. I get a chance to see the guys come back. And, and you know, even during the, the uh, Super Regionals, you know, a couple – you know, two years ago when the Pirates were hosting, and they had all the all the former players were welcomed back on the first base line, and they, you know, had like a little reception for them. And it was just so much, you know, just, just pride in the Pirate program. And, you know, Cliff's a Pirate, and – and I just I just looked at Amac as a pirate, and I thought, you know, years from now he'll he'll bring his. And I guess maybe he still could, but he spent most of his career in East Carolina. But I think that you, know, you give up a lot of that, and, and I don't know if it's just the generation or what it is, or maybe he was miserable. Maybe he or or like I said, maybe he's got a chance to do something that that you know to, to further his career, and he didn't think he was going to get that shot next year. I don't know. I, I you know, and maybe we shouldn't even speculate. Maybe we should just you know let it go, but. It's just it, it, it's bothersome when you got a guy that you really, really like and appreciate 
and something like that come, comes up. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it goes to show that uh, that what the, the college athletics landscape looks like now in East Carolina, baseball is doing their part, bringing in some uh, transfer arms as Cliff Goblin has been hitting the, the portal as well. So that is what it is now. I've just kind of accepted it for what it is and uh, just uh, it's it's again if you get bogged down in all this stuff there is uh, a lot that can turn you off to it uh, but I still still enjoy the games uh, you got Mackenzie Gore facing your Cubbies tonight BB you following any Cubs baseball I have been following my Cubs and they're the they've, they've come back to the lovable losers I think they were five games under 500 for the all-star break and then they uh, lost to Boston two out of three and those three games were I think two of them at least were blowouts, one way for the Cubs and one way for the Red Sox. But uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed watching them play. I enjoyed being on vacation and watching the All-Star game, keeping up with, with some of that. So that was fun. And I, I don't know. The Cubs are in a bad spot because they can't figure out if they're going to go ahead and sell everybody off, yeah. you know, build for the future, or if they think, you know, in the Central, you know, you could certainly make a run if you get hot. And they've got enough talent to make a little bit of a run, but – yeah, will they do it? I'm not sure. Seems like baseball, you, the, the middle is just that. And I guess maybe it's like this in all sports. And, and Washington has had their fair share of seven and nines to eight and eights. And we always joke with you, Bailey, about the Cowboys going eight and eight. So, you know, it stinks. But in baseball, it it does kind of stink to hover around 500 and have hope, but really not have hope. And a lot of teams, uh, the Braves have done it and won a World Series. The Astros did it and uh and have won big and now you see what the orioles are doing and the rangers these teams really blew it up and really had awful years and asked their fans to be patient we're going to turn it around and now we're you know sitting in in good spots to make the playoffs so uh you you hate to blow it up like that because you know you're going to be uh you know drowning for three plus years whatever but uh the payoff could be worth it if you do it right yeah i agree and it's just uh it's one of those things that you have to you have to muddle through it. And that's why those guys make so much money as general managers and uh, in the majors to figure out which way they're going to go. Because you know you can you know if say if you sell off a couple players and you get some really good talent in return, I mean you can turn your your plan around you know next year or two. But uh, I don't know. It's 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 hard to see. It's like the year the Cubs got rid of everybody, Rizzo and you know Chris Bryant, everybody. You know, went to other teams. And I still keep up with some of those guys and watch them play, but I don't keep up with them like I did. Maybe Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, uh, anything to look out for on WNCT Channel 9 this week? Uh, you know, that's it, it's the summertime, and we take one day at a time around the sports. Like today, there's been all kinds of stuff that's, you know, come up. We had a NASCAR race. It was rained out Sunday. And, you know, all the guys that did such great things from East Carolina, as we talked about earlier, and then the AMAC story. So, you always hope to have one, you know, really good story that comes up that uh, you can base your sportscast around. So we've got plenty today. We'll say what happens Tuesday on Tuesday. There you go. BB, thanks for joining us, man. We'll uh, talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Take care. Brian Bailey joining us. Pirate Radio Live Line. AMAC heading to NC State. And how about our... Uh, our old instigator Redbeard, old troll man, holding Pirate Radio's feet to the fire. He quote tweeted Pirate Radio's uh, tweet, Amac heading down the road to Raleigh, and he said, "I just hope you follow his every at bat and stat line stat like you did Gardner at UVA and Newton at UConn. It's only fair. We got to keep up with our farm team graduates." <laughs> 
mean, uh, now Redbeard's the ultimate troll. If he says things out of pocket, I'll call him out on it. But I don't know what he has. What is he wrong? No comment. Is he wrong? I don't know if he's wrong. I guess Pirate Radio is going to have to start putting out NC State stats. Redbeard. I, look, I try to be fair. From the top rope. I try to be fair. And I think being fair, Redbeard's got a point here. Maybe we, uh, maybe it'll lead to a internal discussion here at Pirate Radio. I'm trying to think when we went back. I know that there have been uh, mentions of Minshew and Newton, but I want to say that there have been it's more the potential of them going professional as opposed to what they did in college. Mm. Now with Tristan, because UConn played in the championship game of the NCAA tournament, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. I think there was, you know, there was some, some eyes on him. Uh, Well, pirate radio. And I don't, I mean, it wasn't a game box score. It was a link. It was like linked to stories and stuff. Yeah, most of the Which time, I don't it's think Amac's going to be in a lot of stories. Right. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and and dig through a box score for when they played Campbell on a Wednesday night. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Now, if it is a situation where, let's say, the Atlanta Braves are paying very close attention to Amac, and they think that he is a a good fit for their team there is a there is the you know six degrees of separation there red beard red beard uh i think it's more where you have the connection of the more of the storylines and or the potential to go professional john moody responding john moody is teaming up with red beard says no lies detected no lies detected huh yeah it's uh I think it's a, it's a fair point. It's a fair point, but I, I think that it's a, a tiny bit skewed there. That's just all I'm saying. It gets people talking like Redbeard's doing right now. And Chan- Wait, so, it, oh, yeah. Well, anytime we need uh, an uptick in comments, we'll just put a Coach Mo story up. Oh, yeah. Or a Gardner Minshew. <laughs> or Minshew. Or Minshew, yeah. Minshew. Or a Tristan Newton, for that matter. There's somebody else I forget about, but, yeah. Now it's going to be all AMAC. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because AMAC of where he went. One for four with a single. Very keen eye there, Redbeard. I like it. Hold our feet to the fire here. Hey, we appreciate it. All right. Let's take a uh, break. Got more comments to get to. And we'll wrap up hour number two here on Pirate Radio Live. Also, question of the day Who will score the first touchdown? of the year for east carolina getting responses to that and uh i've got some data take that for data the first touchdown scores for east carolina since 2010 oh you're gonna try to guess i kind of want to guess all right we'll make it a guessing game with our ecu encyclopedia chandler honeycoat we'll do that hour three a lot more to go pirate radio live we're back with you after this
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by EC alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday, wrapping up Hour 2. The chat is bumping. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> about, Man, we had a long ways to go here up the uh, chat. Uh, about what? What happened in the past hour? Just in case somebody missed it. Well, we got AMAC and we got NIL talk. Oof. AMAC and NIL. Uh, let's see. Mike says, no disrespect to AMAC, but he wasn't highly, exactly highly sought after. I doubt it had anything to do with money. More of a log jam at the position. Those are Mike's thoughts on the topic. Um, let's see if we got more from AMAC. Eric said, let Elliot A. Event tell AMAC he's not cut out for third base like Tommy Tanks, and he'll be out of there in no time, too. It'll be state doing state things, like always. Um, let's see. Any more AMAC talk? We got a lot of NIL talk. Jamie says, remember... ECU lost their best O lineman already this year to NIL transfer. That was uh, uh, went Nishad, to uh, Oregon. Nishad Strother. Yeah, Strother, Eastern North Carolina kid, got the bag to go to the Ducks. Avery Jones might have been uh, lured to Illinois. He got a uh, a bag from Illinois, and then Auburn. But that said, bag won't big enough. Auburn said, "Guess what we got?" Auburn said, "Look at the size of my bag," and. It was like a cartoon. Avery Jones' eyes had dollar signs in them and started going out of his head. Awooga! 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 What's up, big dog? I'm just wondering, when you get the bag and then you move on, what happens to the bag? The bag disappears. Or the bag's put back in the corner for somebody else. Are we sure about this? No. I feel like some of these guys know, are getting, I've never got the bag, so I don't know. I mean, some of these dudes, I feel like, are getting, like, signing bonuses. You know, yeah. does, does that money go back? There's a lot of questions, and just there's no laws for this. Right. It's, uh, I guess... Wild Wild West, as they say. If you can strong-arm Avery Jones to return his Illinois bag, go for it, I guess. I, I mean, know. yeah. But it's, if not... I mean, you know... It's his bag. And that, I mean, it wasn't the only case that we've seen like that, but it, that is one of the few, I think, that were so quick. And that he was gone to Illinois, and then he was not. Yep. Like, they put out the graphic, they made a big deal out of it, and then, like, it seems like it was, like, two weeks later. And then the, and then the, the head coach was calling him out. Is it Bielema? Bielema. Yes. Former Arkansas coach. Oh, yeah, we didn't want that guy anyway. And they literally <clears> brought Brett him Bielema in. Brett said, yeah, we didn't, we didn't want him anyway. <laughs> Brett Bielema went message board guy yeah. and said, uh, he stinks. We not, a want guy. Guy. not a true guy. Not a true 
<laughs> and uh, not so, Big Ten material. Nope, nope. It, it, Auburn. Like Auburn, you can have that guy. Who is Auburn? Never heard of him. It's not even a. It's a color. It's not even a real school, real town. Uh so yeah, a lot going on uh, in the the world of NIL and the world of portal and uh when you see a, an ecu to nc state it gets the uh the blood going a little bit oh steve says you need to be reading uh comments from the pirate radio facebook page about amac oh dear i'm sure they're great oh no i don't know if i want to go over there i'm going over there <laughs> i'm putting on the hazmat suit i'm going in fellas <sighs> good luck have fun and uh wish, wish me luck is there anybody we need to tell that you I need love to, them right i need to sign my wheel <laughs> brian said, 41 comments and it was wow wow Very we might have to have a segment i guess we will in hour three <laughs> brian says complete slap in the face to sign with state what's cliff's take on this can't be happy i'm gonna assume he's not brian i think that's a good assumption to make um and i don't know next time we talk to cliff we'll we'll ask him about that uh all right so i wanted to do a nice who's going to score the first touchdown but we've got some other things to discuss that people want to discuss at this moment so i guess uh we'll do that when we return well also we will do the first touchdown game with chandler see if he can remember who scored the first touchdown of every season since 2010 as chandler takes a quick look into the facebook chat oh it's ugly and uh (laughs) tell you what let's take a break We'll, uh, as Glenn said, suit up and head over there and then read uh, some of the comments going on right now regarding AMAC transferring to North Carolina State. Eric says, maybe it's just me, but Elliot Avent seems like the kind of guy who would get banned for punching a worker at Steak and Shake. I don't know what reference that is, but I believe it. Okay. Elliot Avent reminds me of... um, the guy the old country singer that used to sing uh we got a long way to go but a short time to get there uh he was in he was in smoking the bandit jerry reed yes okay he reminds me a lot of jerry reed and also the uh bad guy coach and Waterboy. <laughs> he is a hundred percent that guy i see it i see it yes all right let's take a break uh hour three on tap pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live. Got a giveaway coming up this hour, so stick around for that. Uh, everybody kind of focusing on the news of the past 20, 30 minutes or so. So we learned late last week, was it 
third i think it was thursday that alec makarevich east carolina third baseman will be entering the transfer portal and he has just tweeted out uh in the last 20 30 minutes or so that he will be transferring to north carolina state and uh been reading your comments on the youtube chat as well as facebook and twitter but uh we had a suggestion i think either not to go or you should go into the pirate radio comments uh on facebook and there's other chambers you can go into like i'm on instagram right now oh the gram but you can be our any gram comments we can get to 19 comments on the gram yeah we're uh nearly at 50 already on uh on facebook i even went to amax post on twitter and uh looked at some of the comments yeah yep i bet they're good too um should we read these let's go let's see what the people are saying let's go in all right um chris has the gif of lloyd christmas doing like a throw-up type cry mm-hmm. that is famous from dumb and dumber mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of uh dry heaving to to get it rolling kyle in the grange says good we'll kick your ass next year all right it's fair jerome bacon said under normal circumstances he would be gone anyway good luck i mean we've accepted a bunch of unc guys in football he has his degree from ecu go be great amac there's one way to look at it kind of a level-headed way perhaps uh let's see sam says that's no different than transferring to unc or duke it's one thing to transfer but to transfer to a school that has done everything in their power to have ecu screwed over after fans have constantly supported and praises him it's hard to respect someone pulling the ultimate betrayal job so you've got those are back-to-back comments by the way jerome saying hey he's got his degree if uh if it wasn't for covid he'd be gone anyway good luck to this guy calling this the ultimate betrayal job it's a great thing that just people have it's a job people have different perspectives on things yeah it's a betrayal job and he did his job he betrayed (laughs) uh cody says now that's a shot below the belt jason said anyone noticing his profile picture he's still rocking purple and gold that'll probably be updated soon his instagram's already changed terry says that's as low as you can get kyle says hopefully they finished under 500 and travel to southeast asia for the nit baseball tournament michael says well that's a downgrade randy said that's not exciting but welcome to the downgrade Mike says, I hope his main reason is to get some degree he could not obtain at ECU. Dang. That is wishful thinking there. Andrew says, got to be kidding me. At least go to a better baseball school. Travis makes a good point and says, not many of those out there. Which is uh, which is true. It's I don't, I don't know if he's looking to go win more. I Again, from what I gather, talking to folks, he just did not like his personal situation here. It's very strange. I know. Alicia says, big mistake, dude. Tony says, well, just wait till he comes to Greenville. I'm a little concerned about this. Yeah, like that's... Because Tony, his name is Tony Shanks. Shanks. <laughs> hey, you got Tony Shanks over here. Tony Shanks. Hey, Tony Shanks, you hear about AMAC? Oh, yeah, he's wait, a rat wait till he comes back around Tony yeah, Shanks yeah wait again. until he comes back this time Tony Shanks 
better not see his face in this town again all right hopefully that's uh that's just a, a facebook threat not a real threat tony shanks you can't be making comments like that tony when your last name is shanks yeah tony shanks uh steve says who's alec mack jason said my favorite player went to my second favorite team i don't know how to feel about this though hmm. Ugh, now that comment's disgusting <laughs> that's gross josh said step down norma said what's the inside story that's a good question norma we had to ask questions instead of you know commenting brian skipper says can't say what i want to say come on skip say it say it dude don't be scared tommy clayton said whatever <laughs> do we still have whatever debbie al saying whatever <laughs> he dropped a debbie al on us <laughs> whatever he dropped the deb tommy's like he reads it he said i'm gonna respond to this post and i'm gonna just type whatever tony said have fun over there and moo you thought you were better than that he's not better than that max says say it ain't so travis said boo favorite and least favorite pirate just like that <laughs> it can happen so quick right whatever <laughs> elizabeth said oh a mac monkey covering eyes emoji oh a mac josh says traitor steve said who sydney <laughs> said may have to slide out to some state games okay all right <laughs> tori said well then lang said no justice said i just threw up kim said crying emoji crying emoji miss <laughs> burleson said eyes wide open emoji <laughs> <laughs> betty burleson said, <laughs> betty burleson surprised he said whoa at that news <laughs> All right, I believe that's all we got from our Facebook to this point. Let me see if there's any more uh, recent ones. Steven said, wish you the best. One of my favorite players. The is no loyalty anymore. What a disappointment. Next up. Eric said, all the best. Thanks for your contributions to the success of ECU baseball. Once you leave, the ship will find no quarter on the diamond. Uh, so there you go and uh, as we go to instagram here all right that was facebook now chandler's gonna take us to the gram so bethany says the ultimate betrayal mm. and a commenter commented to her comment and said they hid your comment because they know it's true mm. flying pirate said guess they decided to pay him in a sleazy effort to spite us <laughs> shrug emoji <laughs> world 007 said we'll miss you a mac enjoyed watching you play best of luck to you hmm. that's nice kellen says wow well okay we had a good run he's dead to me now which that's a gift ryan says it's really it, it really be your own yawning emoji it really be your own it really be your own does that say yawning like emoji the ones that that hurt you the most or is your own is the people close to you jordan says you hate to see it hmm. josh has a gif of kylo ren in the uh star wars star wars movie saying traitor the real mcknight says be your own people man <laughs> sniffing emoji what's he sniffing i don't know miller nation says this makes no sense what was the reason for leaving 
old North States. They're probably tired of being micromanaged at the plate. Old North State says, go be great, AMAC. F underscore as underscore N underscore Frank underscore A says, sheesh, what a downgrade. Sheesh. Mall says, gotta be kidding. Gotta be. Icy Lyle says, laughing emoji, laughing emoji, I swear. Two underscore the underscore Max Five says, good old turncoat. Peace sign. <laughs> good old turncoat. <laughs> Jesse just tagged somebody in the comments said, hey, look at this. Hey, would you get a load of this guy? Pirate underscore board underscore N underscore brew said, poop emoji, 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 poop emoji. 1988 co-photo says he has a gif of a man acting like he's gagging, throwing up. So... TKT0415 said, bruh, excited. How are you going to go there and be excited? Dot, dot, dot. L. <laughs> Do an L on that boy. L. Do an L on that boy. Uh, Justin texting me says, welcome to the pack, AMAC. He's a state fan. And he uh, added a LOL. LOL. Laughing at our, uh, <laughs> our anger at the moment. Old Skip on YouTube said, I think it's a downgrade. Frizz said, gross, a step down. Brandon Manning said, staying lip shut on this one for now. Ooh, the drama. The drama from B-Man. Brandon. For now. You want to come on the show this week and get out your thoughts? I know you sat around the Makarevich family and friends section at Clark LeClaire Stadium, so we'd love to hear your take on Alec Makarevich heading to the Wolfpack. Going to Twitter now, some quote tweets. We read Redbeards earlier. Atticus says, NC State just got a whole lot worse at the plate. Fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. By the way, Pirate Radio TMZ report, Atticus uh, saw Donnie Kirkpatrick this weekend. Saw that. Saw a picture of it. Towers over Donnie. This has been Pirate Radio TMZ report. Blake says, yuck. Ben says, not a better team, so is it better money? Uh, Steve sending the finger poke of doom emoji. Red beer with a hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee emoji. <laughs> Chad says, people will start calling him Benedict Amac. I, person- I personally wish him well. Well, Chad, you're the first person to say that. So you're the one calling him that. Mark says, honestly... If I, if I gotta be honest here where's Joey I gotta be honest I don't know honestly I don't know where he's at but Mark says honestly after thinking about after sitting down and thinking about it <laughs> okay he gave it some thought he knew that Dixon was taking over at third next year hmm Inside. he thought about it and he said you know what my final conclusion is Dixon knew he was gonna be at third inside job Dan says, hopefully the chip on his shoulder will help him reach his full potential. Just wasn't room for him on the Pirates starting roster this coming year. Hmm. P the Pirate, our very own, it'd be our own sometimes, <laughs> has broken heart emoji. Oh, that's tough. Mike says, they resorted to poaching out bottom of the order, guys? Ooh. Cameron says, why though? Why though? Brian says, do we boo him in Greenville? I know Tony Shanks will. <laughs> Tony said it's going to be on when you come to Greenville. Mark, who earlier said that he had gave it a lot of thought. Mark says, you wear red, you get booed. 
easy equation. Hmm. Yeah. Zach says, damn, that's kind of a slap in the face. Stop, man. Whatever. Also, does it make sense because we all know it's ECU is better? All right, that's it. Uh, Jamie said, I know one thing's for sure. Alex Amag nickname has been eliminated. Now I'll attempt to spell out his last name each t- each comment and we'll butcher it. So he put Alec, Alex Macagurwitz and Alex Marasavich. Ooh. So that is going to really be got that's going to be his his way to get him <laughs> moving forward. Eric said, "Go home and get your shine box." Goodfellas reference. Jamie said, "Chandler's making me nervous, slapping his face." I agree. That was very concerning. This has been a slap in the face. I know, but you could have done that or something with your hands. I didn't hit myself that hard, but you did it twice, and we heard it. It was. I just wanted to feel the pain. It's caused for- I, I wanted to feel what Zach was feeling. He said it was a slap in the face. Yeah. And man, does it hurt. Jack says he could beat up on State's easy schedule and look really good because they play a bunch of D3 schools. He also said, I hope he enjoys wearing T-shirts as jerseys. <laughs> Everybody's getting in there. Hope you like that, A-Mac. Hope you like that. You like that. Might be more comfortable, I don't know. All right, so there you go. The reaction to Alec Makarevich. Josh Josh says, is this supposed to make him higher on the draft board? No, I don't think so. He said, what a joke. Hope Elliot Avent paid good money for him. Well, strange decision. I thought it was a strange decision uh, for him to leave. And as far as joining State, like, whatever. It's not like Alec Makarevich grew up an ECU fan and cares about like the rivalry and care like i saw uh, somebody on hoist the colors say fantastic way to alienate everyone who cheered for you we asked for so little 300 plus d1 teams to pick from and one of the two that would actually get upset is chosen i just don't get it either a he doesn't care or b he cares a lot and wants to stick at the ecu for some reason but i don't know did you read this one from Sam? Uh, what'd he say? That's no different than transferring to UNC yes, or Duke. I did. Okay. Ultimate betrayal. I read it. All right. Chris says, What's the fresh Duke's mayo, burnt Betty Crocker, raw chicken on a Bose biscuit BS is this? Say that one more time. What's the fresh Duke's mayo, burnt Betty Crocker, raw chicken on a Bose biscuit BS is this? Denny Hoover chiming in. Denny! Says, I'm kind of worried. Every player we took to the Brewers-Rays game when we were at USF are gone now. Amac, Rasmussen, and Jordan Little. What's up with that? Way to go, Denny. Is this a banana Way boat? Way to go. Is that what they call it? The banana boat situation with uh, LeBron and the guys teaming yes. up together? Did they have a banana boat situation in, uh was that, Tampa Bay? Huh. Eric says, I hope State wears powder reds next year. I guess otherwise known as pink. He also said, what is this moist the covers you're referring to? Whatever. Eric, that was kind of funny. But, again, very suggestive. I don't even know if you did that on purpose. You were just doing rhyming words or words that sound alike. Moist the covers. Okay. 
Jamie said, I would have said you can't go to UNC, Coastal State, or Campbell, or anyone in the conference. You would have said that? And you know what AMAC would have said? You don't control where I go. So you could say what you want to, but it doesn't matter. He'd say, you ain't my boss. I know. Why would you even type that, Jamie? You know that. I would have said you can't go to UNC, Coastal State, or Campbell and anyone in the conference. And he would have said, okay. And he'd be like, um. And then gone to exactly those schools. He said. All of them. He, he would have gone coach, to every single one of them. Coach, funny you say that. Here's my short list of schools. UNC, Coastal State, or Campbell. Now, what are you going to do about it? And then Tony Shanks comes in and says, says I'll hey, tell you what I'll do about I'm it. I'll tell you what i do about it. Hey, that Tony Shanks. Hey, Tony Shanks. Tony you don't Sh- come back to Greenville without any. So there you go. You going to boo AMAC uh, when he hits the plate next year? I think a lot of Pirate fans will say yes. Mark, uh, very reasonable guy, said that, hey, if you wear red, you get booed. Dim the rules. Easy equation. Dim the rules. You wear a jersey other than the one ECU's wearing? Although, that is not necessarily true. We don't boo every batter that goes up to the batter's box for other teams. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, now you don't cheer for pack number 99, Alec Makarevich. You are ten- Who's that guy? <laughs> he sounds like a, a real joy to be at uh, at baseball games, basketball games. Now, imagine Tommy Tuberville being at the game. Now, bat- the now batting for the Wolfpack, number 99, Alec Makarevich. Go to hell! Get a job! Payne says, guy literally downgraded. L- literally. Well, so did Connor Rasmussen and... Pretty much every baseball transfer is going to end up downgrading. It's not about upgrading for him. I don't know what this is about, to be honest with you. It's surprising. Jerry says, this is the biggest betrayal since Hulk Hogan turned his back on all the Hulkamaniacs in, in WCW and when he joined the NWO. Some people still, still aren't over that, Jerry. How could he? How could he do this? Let's take a break. When we return, more on this, if you guys want to keep discussing it. Kind of having fun with it. It's making me laugh. Hopefully, it's making you smile through the pain. We'll also go over our first touchdown score of the year for ECU. Who will it be this year? And we'll see how much uh, Chandler can remember about season openers from years past. And we'll make you a winner. A lot more to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Benedict Arnold Trader Monday back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. 
Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Moronic Mondays. By the way, we're uh, talking about Alec Makarevich transferring to NC State. It's got the the social media's popping and hopping, and it ain't stopping uh, here on a Monday. Moronic Monday says, was Cliff's post last night throwing shade, or am I missing context? Uh-oh. Are you talking about his, a Bible verse that he posted? <laughs> I don't know if he's using Bible verses to throw shade. I don't see other any more posts by Cliff Godwin on Twitter. Maybe another form of social media but uh moronic mondays um norb's heating up he retweeted uh, a pirate radio jeff hoffman pirate in the pros update and talked about something uh, and retweeted colby bortles being promoted to assistant coach hitting coach brother of blake bortles that is correct chandler so uh moronic mondays i'm not sure what you're referring to i i haven't read into the the bible verse um ben said saw amac drinking a bud light at bob's a few months ago so it makes sense what makes sense i don't know (laughs) um all right so there's that steve has theories maybe he hates powder purple maybe he enjoys asking cliff about the weather before during and after each game I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Maybe with the exodus of Troy D from Weekly Pirate Radio live shows, he figured he cut his losses. All right. Maybe he wanted to be near a Dave and Buster's. Never factored that in. Could be. That is. Uh, that would be a big decision and then going somewhere else. Or maybe he was pissed you didn't invite him to Pirate Radio Live Survivor. Look, that's kind of all we got at this point is theories so not bad not bad stuff uh john says amac and family are good people don't try and stir the pot whoever (laughs) all right whoever (laughs) thank you john and that goes out there to whoever this is a little shout out to whoever what we've heard from whatever Whoever it may concern. (laughs) We need to hear from whoever. Uh, Corey says, got to be another player breathing down his neck to take his job. Don't let the door hit you on on your way out, cuz. Hit him with a cuz. Cuzzy. Cuz. So there you go. Everybody's got their uh, their take on AMAC transferring to NC State. I, uh, again, I was just surprised because felt like he was just in really good standing with the team and you know was one of the leaders he just played so much baseball for ecu you could count on to be there uh in the lineup each and every day so it, again from people i talked to um say this was 100 percent his decision there was no like force out there was no there wasn't a mutual decision it was a it was an, his decision an amac decision so there you go all right, um, Chandler, I asked over the weekend, just to get a little weekend 
convo going yeah a little weekend convo action going i asked on saturday who will score the first touchdown for ecu in 2023 doesn't necessarily have to be in the game against michigan uh if the pirates are to get shut out or only hit field goals but i'll uh i'll run down the list real quick bryce said those tricky pirates are going to fake a field goal the first drive of the game in michigan and the kicker or holder will run it in daniel has a gif of a gun signifying marlin gun the big dog glenn griffin says gun club season welcome to the gun club baby steven said jalen johnson daniel said mason garcia robert said julius wood i like a defensive touchdown to open up the scoring dan said alex flynn in the fourth quarter after we're down 49 to nothing colby says josiah hatfield first play of the year in the big house similar to the way he did it in 2021 versus southern carolina do you remember that play he's talking about yes it was uh tyler sneed he threw it to him Ooh. it was a little reverse pass all right and sneed caught him in stride john says mason garcia on a quarterback keeper by the way that is my answer as well quarterback draw for a mason garcia touchdown bubba says shane calhoun off of play action mark says keaton mitchell on a surprise wwe wwe style run in scouts focus says holton thanks guys thank you so much for participating zach says marlon gunn at the big house on a breakaway 48 yard screen pass that goes all the way pirates started scoring uh on a screen pass two years ago in uh in charlotte against app state that's when we found out about how much speed keith mitchell really had power five pirates says mason fake handoff touchdown little read option action matt is going with josiah hatfield tommy says ryan king okay mm-hmm. new wide receiver nicholas said mason garcia gg said gun dylan said alex flynn blake said shane calhoun and pirate 24 7 said rajay harris no question my guy my guy you want to know my answer uh i do but i haven't asked you yet so relax Rafi says garcia on a read option all right now i'm gonna ask you so somebody said ryan king yeah i'm gonna go with carrie king okay across the middle breakaway he gets away from the safety and he's in the end zone for a touchdown scary carry he, he's due he i mean because we've seen him have back-to-back really good uh springs i feel like he's come on we saw him actually be uh play quite a bit last year for east carolina and get uh, getting some t- into some action, and I think he's going to start off the year for East Carolina with a touchdown. Can we table this for one moment? Sure. All right. All right. We tabled it. So earlier, a moment ago, now I got to find out who put this in the. Uh, Ooh, I did see this in the comment. Well, you know what, Chandler, you you, you got to bring it to the table, bud. You got to bring it to the table. On the table. You got to put them on the table next time. <laughs> Now I can't find who was asking about Cliff and his comments on uh, social media. I was only looking at Twitter. But thanks to Matt um, for bringing this to my attention and the moodster, John Moody. So Cliff Godwin, 22 hours ago on Facebook, 
<laughs> put out a uh, a picture of a quote, a graphic quote of Steph Curry. And it said, Dad, if they didn't want me then, I don't want them now. F them. I'm staying at Davidson. That was to his dad when Duke recruited him after not taking him as a walk-on the previous year. So, huh. I, I, Take that as you will. Yeah. That's a uh, social media post from Cliff Kyle. And then, you know, maybe he's talking more to his current guys that are – that are there that are coming in saying hey remembered who brought you in who loved you or if it, maybe he just liked the quote maybe he just read it and said that's a good quote i'm gonna post it can't get inside the brain of another man or woman if you could whose brain would you get inside of i'm going elon musk why he just seems like a very interesting guy with a mind that works in mysterious ways okay connor you got an answer whose brain would you get inside of if you had the chance to that's actually a tough question i've definitely like thought this to myself before okay i like that you're um, a deep thinker so you said elon musk chandler mm-hmm. yeah Whoa. Uh, all right oh, cut connor's mic yeah <laughs> connor's done sorry are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh my God! Yeah, what a Connor's done for the day. Connor's done. If you wanted his answer, we'll have to wait for another day. I want to get in the mind of Connor to see what he was thinking. What was he thinking? He All right, said, Shh. <laughs> like he was quieting somebody before he hit with the ID. Connor. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, Albert Einstein, Andre three thousand. interesting guy i don't know it's the first name i thought of uh jamie says time for a new major for connor he's out of the business he's got canceled right out of the business <laughs> get we're giving him a break connor we're gonna get on you but we're just we're just all right just messing with you buddy you just but don't let it happen again. Yeah, you know, you're not. And you're not the first one to cuss on the air, by the way. And I realize you're, um, you're in between, I guess, homes and stuff, um, and they're struck. But we are going to find you two hundred dollars for that. So, let's bring that in tomorrow. And we need that tomorrow, <laughs> or you're done. <laughs> All right, uh, back to the first touchdown discussion. I tell you what, let's reset. Let's uh, let's take a break. Oh, Moronic Mondays asked about the uh, social media post. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, it was not a tweet. It was on Facebook. It was on FaceSpace. That's why I couldn't find it on Twitter. It was a FaceSpace post. Shirley Rhodes, we need to make somebody a winner on a Monday. Give it away. Give it away now. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Wild Power Radio. Get up. It's awesome. Pokey Dad 3.0 says he wants to get in Mr. Beast brain. Jamie said, I wanted to get into Chandler's brain, but now let's delve into Connor's. <laughs> <laughs> Shirley, what are we giving away today? How about lunch for two at tiebreakers? <laughs> Michael Winstead said somebody washed Connor's mouth out with soap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Connor. Way to make yourself part of the show, though. Sometimes you got to do these things. Yeah. Sometimes now, you got to take one for the team. You're in Pirate Radio lore forever. So way to go, man. 
All right. Uh, 317-1250. What caller? I'm going to go with, uh, let's go with six. Caller Call six. six. Right now. 317-1250. You can be a winner. We're back with more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. They are open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And congratulations to Blake Henderson of Greenville. Picked up lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the uh, best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with your Pirate Radio Live. Josh O'Neill. What's up, Josh? Big baseball pirate, right? Big baseball yeah. pirate. Big time baseball one pirate. Of the, one of the biggest. Said, I blame the powder purple uniforms. In all seriousness, wish you the best of luck, AMAC, except for when you play the pirates. So, a lot of different takes, interesting takes. On AMAC, uh, Alec Makarevich's decision to leave East Carolina and join the enemy over in Raleigh at NC State. All right back off the table chandler we're going to pick up uh our first touchdown discussion i have in my hand the last 10 first touchdown scores or i shouldn't say that more than 10 since 2010 first touchdown scores of the season for ecu football and let's uh let's work our way back because uh, i didn't remember this one who scored the first touchdown uh for ecu in the state game last year cj johnson he did, and it gave East Carolina a 6 nothing lead. Who scored the first touchdown in 2021 for ECU? Uh, Keith Mitchell. Against Appalachian State, and it gave East Carolina a 6 nothing lead. Who scored the first touchdown in the 2020 season? Man. Was, do, it, a, was it a wide receiver? Do you remember the opponent? UCF. It was UCF. Because started the year like in late September. Yeah, like Rod Stewart said, it was late September, and we really should be back at school. Because Maggie wouldn't wake up, remember? Yeah, I do remember that. Audio Matosha. It was not a receiver. Uh, Roger Harris. But I'm glad you said that name. It was Darius Penix. Ah. And by the way, it gave ECU a 6 nothing lead. So, again, the Pirates lost all those games but had a lead. Also, they were within five minutes of the game starting. Mm-hmm. So, it was early touchdowns. 2019, who scored the first touchdown of the season for ECU? You've got to go to the second game. That is true. They did not score a touchdown against Stite. We played Gardner-Webb the next Is that week? why Alec Makarevich is going there? Uh, maybe. Just throwing it out maybe. there. Oh, we played William and Mary. Or Gardner Webb, I can't remember. Gardner Webb. Um, let's see. My favorite play in football. Demetrius Mooney. Holt Nailers touchdown run to put the Pirates up. 2018 season opener. Who was it again? Oh, 
that was what a and t yes yeah oh man um receiver oh was it henley no it was blake pro blake pro uh pirates did not score first in that game 2017 uh james madison was the season opener ecu did not get on the board until the third quarter of that football game because james madison was whooping our tails (laughs) man i do remember that uh was that his name has already been said and it's not blake pro it is darius Penix. oh 2016 last time east carolina won a week one game crazy western carolina no yes yeah uh say jones it was a quarterback oh was that uh philip nelson philip nelson is the answer 2015 towson chris hairston chris hairston is correct all right now are we in the uh yeah the strength because the coach mo years was when i was in school and i did a lot of drinking where my memory was not good that those days 10-4 2014 um that was against don't tell me that was against uh north carolina um central it was a receiver that was justin hardy that was zay jones okay 2013 okay who Uh, was that opener against that opener was i don't have it written down uh old dominion okay and that oh taylor heineke taylor heineke yep and the first touchdown score in that game man it's either zay jones or uh davon grayson it's neither one of them really yep hmm cam worthy danny webster danny that was the game where i thought of danny webster i was like danny webster scored the first touchdown in some season that was it 2012 all right this is andrew bodenheim is that app state app state rio johnson quarterback and it wasn't andrew bodenheimer uh it was a defensive player hmm a defensive player pick six i guess adonis armstrong i believe a scoop and a score oh chip thompson chip thompson i remember that is correct i will tell you that andrew bonheimer had the first offensive touchdown for the pirates that year so uh, i'll give you some credit for that 2011 uh justin hardy never forget that one and how about 2010 jonathan williams broke one out against tulsa i believe wow okay oh yeah that was the uh hail mary game so not great but uh tell you this if you know you know like you remember the exact plays and everything uh, so that is a list of the first touchdown scorers for ECU. We have not been good in opener. So 2010, the Pirates won on the Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. 2011, Had brutal second half against South chance. Carolina. Worst second half, well, I was going to say in ECU football history, but people say Marshall in the bowl game. Probably. Yeah. Uh, 2012, they won that game. Chip Thompson with the score. Mm-hmm. 2013, that was a fun one. Danny Webster got in first. 2014 who'd you say that was against uh the fcs ncant yeah all right no, yeah, nc central i meant won that one chris hairston 2015 against zach um maskovich's towson mm-hmm. tigers philip nelson western carolina against western and the last time ecu's won a week one game will that streak come to an end this year no oh man maybe no. next year no we probably don't have dates for next year's game. Let's see, 2024 ECU football 
schedule. Let's see who we got in the non-con in 2024. Oh, okay. Norfolk State, August 31st. We'll have a chance to snap our week one losing streak. Look, we can do it at Michigan this year. It's just not likely. Pirates, 35 and a half point dogs. Um, Like, anybody from the outside, you give them our season opener from 2016, and you say, hey, when's the last time we had our season opener? When's the last time we won our season opener? Won our season opener. They would get it wrong because they would look at James Madison, they would look at A&T and say, y'all definitely got those wins. Nope. Nope. No, we did not. Try again. Uh, Joey. What's up, Joe? Where are you, Joey? Where are you at? Over under 20 and a half points for ECU against Michigan. Under. I would go under. Under. Pretty quickly. Considering Vegas is going to put their over under at like 10, 10 and a half. I would go under. At the 10 and a half too? Or to Joey's 20 and a half? Mm, Probably both. Fair. Why why not both? Fair. Let's take our uh, Michael Winstead said, great job, Chan. Thank you, Michael. Michael, good to have you back, man. Hope your son's doing good. I've been texting with uh, Isaiah a little bit and says he's doing well and uh, hadn't hadn't talked to him in a couple weeks, but I hope he's doing good and ready to get back out there to uh, try to make that 49ers football team. And uh, looking forward to seeing him in the preseason, hopefully. Yes, sir. Man, I'm going to be flexing. I'm, I'm ready for some Winstead preseason catches. I'm excited about that. Preseason catches, touchdowns, and then what if they like put them on like special teams and he's shooting down the field making tackles? I think that I want to see it all. Show it. To, let's go. Put him in. Put him in, coach. He's ready to play. You know a movie that he likes, Chandler? Click. See, yeah, y'all seen Click? Y'all ever seen Click? I was like, yeah, 10 years ago. It is a good movie. Y'all seen Click? It is a really good movie. I saw a dumb movie over the weekend that was uh, produced by Adam Sandler. Home Team? <laughs> no. It's called Outlaws. It's got... Uh, Isn't think... he very serious in that movie? No, he's not he, in he, the movie. He directed it, sorry. He's not in the movie. Um, Adam divine from workaholics is yep. in it mm-hmm. it's got a good cast but it's just a stupid silly comedy movie that you would love so i'm gonna recommend it well, to if you. it's adam sandler if yeah. it's behind the scenes on it then yes reason i like click is because adam sandler is the star in that movie click uh mr winstead said isaiah just left out this morning for california so there you go getting ready rookies reporting fun time uh, of the year and uh man hopefully you can make it all right, let's take a break. We'll come back. You're ready to wrap things up here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the stock market. The Dow was up 76 points and closed at 34,585. The NASDAQ was up 131 at uh, 14,000. 
4,244 and the S&P was up 17 points and uh, closed out at 4,522. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back to the show. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Pokedad 3.0 says traveling from Carteret County to Ann Arbor. Anybody going to have a tailgate? And I saw you ask previously about a tailgate. Look, you might have a lot of questions going to that game. Where am I going to stay? Where am I going to park? Am I going to dress properly? But What should I wear? The question, uh, will there be a tailgate? Anybody going to have a tailgate? Trust me. Trust. Big trust. There will be tailgates. There will be a lot of tailgate opportunities. Now, who exactly? I don't know. I don't um, know. I don't mean to break out a Tony Collins guarantee, but I guarantee that there will be a tailgate at that game. I'm a ham man. I'm a ham man. Before, during, and after the game. So yeah, you will. Uh, you'll have plenty of tailgating opportunities at the big house. Opportunity. Opportunities. All right. That wraps it up for a Monday edition. Thank you all for joining us, being a part of the show. Had a lot of fun. We'll be back with you on Tuesday with our regulars. Coach Mac, Mac McCarthy, Mike Mullis, and Bryce Williams also planning to hook up with now former Pirate Tyler Brott, uh, who is taking his talents to the next level, drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals. So planning to hook up with him Wednesday. Planning to hook up with Josh Moylan and Tyler Sneed. Nice. The need for Sneed. Three touchdowns uh, over the weekend, and he's on his bye week, and uh, we are planning to hook up with Tyler Sneed coming up later on this week on Pirate Radio Live. Also, Phil Steele on Thursday. Uh, Landon Ginn, if he uh, has time, said he would join us Thursday as well. So a lot to go, a lot to do, a lot to talk to, a lot of folks to talk to this week on Pirate Radio Live. For Shirley Rhodes, intern Connor, the potty mouth, Chandler Honeycutt, I am Cliff Brock. We'll see you Tuesday, 3 o'clock, on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.